Charlotte, congratulations. You've unlocked a miserable podcast of secrets. And congratulations to us because this is our 15th episode, kind of a mini milestone for us. So here to celebrate, we have on the near right, you know him as Sleeve on the TNL forums, Eric Manch. Hey guys, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Also on the right, back for his third show, how the hell did this happen? Bob on the forums, Corey Coleman to the rest of the world. You just can't get rid of me. Yeah, you are like a sponge. It's true. On the near left, the founder and the great motivator of The Next Level, Chris Scannelberry, the man called Bon. Hey. And on the far right, the still very busy, I think, MacDeus, Chris Rubin. What's up? Where do you find the time to be, to come on this show? You're the busiest Mostly person I know. Mostly by not doing real work that I should be doing. Okay, you're not neglecting... You know what I'm actually putting off right now? TNL reviews. <laughs> well, nobody takes those seriously. Um, <laughs> somebody still owes me a Deus Ex Invisible War review from... Or 2001 or whatever. <laughs> Wait, was it, wasn't that you? Didn't you say you reviewed that? I reviewed that because I had to. It was supposed to be oh, reviewed okay. by someone else. And actually, I should probably tell the story after I introduce the, la- the, the last guy. Uh, who he's, is, he's um, not important. <laughs> nah, he's not worth mentioning. No. Nah, we got to contractually. On the far left is uh, the man we're talking about, our DPS mage, Mauricio Massetti, who is known as Mizzo. Hey, baby. Listen hey, to my face. Yeah, so um, Stibbins or OMFG Ninjas on the board or Tommy Tallarico, he's had a bunch of aliases. He was supposed to do the Invisible War review. And I should have known bec- I should have known he wouldn't do it. When we went to E3, I've, I've told the Invisible War story before. I haven't told this, I think. When we went to E3, um, he wanted to go to E3. I think it was in 2004, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, so it was Kano on the phone and Stibbins. They are pretty much the same person. They're always together online. So we you all united in California. So it's finally the day of the big show. It's, you know, it's the morning of the first day of E3. Everybody's excited. Everybody's running to the to to the convention center to get E3 started and, and to experience all this beautiful wonder. But guess who's not there? It's... Um, Stibbins, he's not, he's not anywhere to be found. Everybody else is at E3, like sane people, you know, that's what we're there for. That's what we flew all the way. I mean, he flew all the way from the East Coast. But, uh, I went back because I think I forgot something. I went, or maybe I went back specifically for this reason, but I went back and he was still sleeping. He was in the mm-hmm. hotel room. So I thought, well, maybe he overslept somehow, even though he was sleeping in a room with all these other people that went to E3. <laughs> he was actually dead. No, I, that would have been under, I would, that would, that would be forgivable, but this wasn't. So I knock on the door and then he comes to, he comes to the door, he cracks the door open and he says, yeah, I just, I'm just going to sleep for a while, dude. And he just went to sleep. The biggest bomb I've ever met in my life. Such a waste of money. Yeah. He paid all this money. He flew, it's got to be what, like a six hour flight or five hour flight or more just so he could, that, <laughs> he could that's, sleep. That's like, that's like going to Evo bringing your arcade stick, talking about you're going to have a whole lot of fun, and on the very first freaking day, you sleep. That sounds like my vacations. That's what I like to do on my vacations. That's a good I vacation. Just, I just sleep. I'd go with that. 
Well, that's true. I mean, E3, E3 is really a lot of work. It's and really, you're kind um, of taking someone else's spot, maybe. You know, you can think of it that way. Somebody would, that would appreciate going. words from Nick. You hear that, uh, Stibbins? Nick wants you to pay him back. I'm sure he's very contrite and, and crying inside over what he's done. OMFG ninjas. Maybe one day I'll forgive him. Anyway, Maybe. I would... I think we all wanted to talk about the Vita this week. This is actually being recorded the Sunday after the regular American release of the PlayStation Vita. And I think three of us actually have a Vita unit at home. So we were going to just... Spirits are still high. I I could go pick it up right now while we're recording. So it sounds like at least... So what you're saying is at least three of us are qualified to talk about the Vita. Yes, some kind of, of pretty much. Yes. Curious and ask questions. You, you know what? So I'll send someone out. to go get it, and then I will be the fourth person qualified. <laughs> send one of your minions to take it. Pick Can it up you for go you. get the Vita? Send Stibbins to go get it. How's this? How about Mizzou? You mail me yours, and then you and Nick <laughs> can just drive over to each other's That's house. That's an excellent and share. idea. We all drive over to your house and play it. I think uh, we're going to start by just. Uh, having one person talk about it, and then we'll all jump in and talk over one another. So, Mizzo, I know you've you've <gasps> got uh, probably the most games, I think, out of anyone that has a Vita right now. So I kind you of st- took advantage of two different buy-two-get-one-free deals. I wasn't really planning on that. Yeah, those are all over the place. Now, where did I you know, get yours? I know, they kept coming up. Like, I think Target started with one, but they're horrible, and they had, like, no inventory, and they said it started on Sunday, like, last Sunday, and... Nothing was actually at their stores, and everyone's crying about it. And then Amazon did it, and we're like, fuck you, Target. Amazon's doing it. So, of course, everyone went with Amazon. And then Best Buy did it, and then GameSpot got in on it with, like, a weird limited version. And Yeah, everybody just jumped on the sale, which is great. You know? So you bought a Vita, and you got a free Vita? <laughs> no, I didn't. Yes. No, it was uh, the buy was a the game. Deal. Buy, buy two games, get one free game, oh, basically. I, okay. <laughs> he bought two Vitas, Sorry. got one free. That would be too. That would be way too godlike of a promo. <laughs> did you did you tape the two Vitas to each other so that you had like four touch screens? I did. But anyway, uh, I was wondering something because I, I I did buy the Vita um, on on release date, and I I was thinking back, and I don't think I've ever bought a PlayStation system on release date. I didn't buy the PlayStation One, the PlayStation Two, or Three, or the PSP. And I'm is this the first time a Sony system has been even remotely affordable at launch? PSP was the same price. I bought a PSP back on sure? March. That was I thought PSP yeah, was, it was like 400 bucks when they came out. No, it was 250 Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, it was it was expensive for a system, but that was also before Nintendo started jacking stuff up, too. Maybe it was more expensive than like the, the Game Boy equivalent at the time. Because I remember thinking it was ridiculously expensive. It was definitely a lot more than the, uh, than the DS at the time, I think, wasn't it? I feel like all their systems have been like, in my memory, like the PS3 came out like at $600. Like, I don't know if that's true or not. That seems ridiculous, but that's what I remember. <laughs> According to my memory, which is <laughs> to my memory, it was a thousand. I don't know what PSP or PS3 you purchased, but it definitely yeah, was. buy it from? <laughs> it, it must have been like the Super Meso edition or something because. It was like the solid gold PSP that was, that was specially made for, uh, for the Sultan of Brunei. <laughs> Maybe just like in comparison to what's around, it might, you know, like I remember it being expensive, but I think I, f- I do feel like this is probably the first kind of affordable at launch Sony system for some strange reason, but it's also maybe one of the most powerful consoles that they put out at a reasonable price. 
it's uh truthfully this is the first time i've ever even wanted to buy a sony system at launch i've always waited a long time to buy them but oh so have i definitely not because not not financial reasons but i just never really been into sony as a um um as a as a hardware maker until the ps3 which i got late you know later on uh much after it launched but once i got comfy with the ps3 i really started to to respect that Sony does put put out good hardware. They know what they're doing. Their networking, maybe not, yeah. but their hardware. I like the I like the hardware, and I like a lot of the first party stuff that is exclusive to their systems. So it's kind of been building for me. And then the Vita was just just a must buy. So this is the first system I've gotten on launch day since the Dreamcast. I think I Dreamcast, almost got I was the gonna say, yeah. yeah. I almost got the Game Boy Advance on launch day, but they were sold out and I got it a couple days later. So I guess that kinda counts. Was GBA after Dreamcast? I have this is that's all a jump. It was. In my head. It was about a couple couple of years later, two years later I think. Yeah. Two thousand one. Man, the Dreamcast is old as fuck. Sony launch hardware has been shitty in the past. I mean, it was not until... I mean, the PS3, I think the first-gen systems weren't bad. The PSP, they weren't broken. They had dead issues, dead pixel issues. The PS1 launch, the PS2, those were just fucking terrible. The PS1 was the worst. you had to actually turn it vertically before... Oh, God, yes. You actually had to crank it. You actually get the crank out and get the... This system feels good, and it seems like... I mean, we'll see. There might be launch issues or issues with the launch systems down the line, but right now it just, it seems like a well-built system. You know, I got so lucky with my PSP because I bought one. It wasn't, like, right at launch, but it was shortly after, and I got dead pixels. The thing is, all my dead pixels were along the edge of the screen, so you can never see them. They don't interfere with anything. I've got, like like four or five dead pixels, and it's impossible to tell unless you're like staring at the edges looking for I'm, them. I'm lucky. I never got dead pixels. That shit drives me insane. I never have either. I own three different PSPs, and I've never had a dead pixel. Why would you own three different PSPs? Piece. Well, I got the I got the launch version. I think I think we're starting to see that um, Eric has obsessive compulsive disorder because he also mentioned before we started recording that he played three different Vita demo units. I think he does things in threes. <laughs> he just likes things yeah, in threes. Yeah, I do. Like every time I buy a game, I just or yeah, I just have to throw it out. Like I'm compulsive that way. I I, I don't like fingerprints. Well, no, I bought the launch version on what 2004 2005, and I had that for about four years, and then the um. And then the that that white that Star Wars edition came out with Darth Vader the the two thousand huh. PSP two thousand yeah that was awesome. so I bought that and then I picked up I picked it up recently and and I realized that the the screen was all effed up it like when I turned it on it had this weird flaw that, I did some research on it and I guess there was something wrong with the like um like how the screen connects to the unit or something that's very difficult to fix so instead of trying to fix it I just got a cheap PSP 3000, and um, and that's the one I use most of the time. So the yeah, you that's story value. PSP right now is uh, I think a lot of GameStops have refurbished PSP 2000s where they actually fix the screen up for you. Like buying a used game, buying a used PSP is a nightmare because people do not take care of these things, and these things are beautiful. Yeah, and yeah. If they get scratched up, it's so sad to see. But GameStop will actually. I don't know if they replace the screen or buff it out or what, but some of their refurbished PSP 2000s are gorgeous and they're cheap. So you're telling me that so. that PS that GameStop can fix my PSP? Is that what you're saying? You know what? I've never <laughs> gone to them and asked them if they can buff out the screen for me, like send it away, and then for a fee. I don't know if they do that as a service. 
but they do refurbish existing PSPs that people trade in. And I think people still like the 2000 screen a little bit better than the 3000 screen, although there's like give and take between the two. I think the 3000 is more solid, better colors, but it does have the interlacing. So. I would definitely yeah. rather use my Darth Vader PSP than the than the other one, the boring black one that I have. So if anyone's listening to the podcast and knows how to fix PSPs, give me a call. I guess that's what <laughs> I'm saying. And throw them in the garbage and buy a new one. Yeah, pretty much. Well, that's that's pretty myself, much what I do. Yeah. One's my emulation one, and one's my regular game one. Anyway, this isn't about the weak-ass PSP. It's about the PlayStation Vita. Not the Vita. It's the Vita and how fucking awesome it is. You're supposed to be convincing me to buy the Vita. We're not doing well, really I mean, job. I don't want to make out tell anyone to buy it or not buy it, but it's... I, uh, I, I might buy it, but I need to hear more, a little bit more about it. And okay. Probably by the end of this podcast, well, I'll probably end up leaving and buying it. <laughs> I'll just I'll just put it on pause and just go pick it up. So did anyone else get a screen protector? I got one because I just yeah, you don't definitely want to get scratch a screen that fucker. For those things. You know what? The, the funny thing is the screen doesn't end on the PlayStation Vita. Well, it's like, all the entire glass. Front like the, plate, yeah. the entire front face is the screen. Like up to where the controllers are, it's all the same material. That's why so, yeah, I went with the actual official Sony one. It feels like an iPad with just an iPad with buttons growing out of it. That's what it looks like. And honestly, and it's oval shaped. Like the fucking cops should pick these up. And use them for their investigations into crime because if you're anywhere near it, your fingerprints are on this machine, <laughs> like all over it somehow. Like you just can't help it. That that actually would make Eric happy because he's compulsive about the fingerprints. So yeah. Now well, this, yeah. The, well, during interrogations, they could just hand someone a PSP, like, "Hey, check this out." <laughs> They're like, "Oh shit, is is that is that Uncharted?" When they start playing. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the people here that have a PSP. Uh, does everybody have scratches or or or? I have no scratches on my stuff. That's none on mine. I I put a screen protector on like I had shortly one. after I got it. It's mm. the same one. Yeah, I was keep screen protectors. You all have online. screen protectors, or does anybody oh, God, have a yes. naked PSP? Well, I had one. Re- I had like a God of War PSP 2000 that got one scratch in the corner. I'm talking diminutive, and I kept staring at it, and I couldn't deal with it. So I gave that one to my friend John, and I ended up buying a PSP 3000. The one that came packed in with Invisimals. And since then, I've used a screen protector for it. And, I mean, I put the thing in my pocket. I carry it around. Like, it's fine. Now, did you have any problems attaching it? Did you get any, like, air bubbles or anything? I had to buy, like, three of these things before I got it on right. And I am so... I'm so crazy about putting it on perfectly. And you get, like, one piece of... Like, microscopic piece of dust between you and the protector. And then it just keeps making an air bubble. You know, you can't smooth it out because there's actual dirt there. So you try to pick it up, but then, like, you touch it. And then there's a big, fat fingerprint on the other side. And yeah, it's well, over now who's obsessive-compulsive, huh? Okay. So each time that you failed to put a screen protector on, did you wait for a new revision to come out so you could buy that? <laughs> he, probably, he probably took all of GameStop's inventory because he's like, I just can't get this right. You know what? I heard a really good tip on Gaming Age, actually, is uh, you... St- you can do this after you take a shower, or you can just run your shower hot and get your bathroom all steamed up, and uh, the the moisture in the air will actually cling to dirt particles and bring them down. So, Mizzo, do, do you have a desktop PC or a laptop? I have a desktop. You know what? It'd be funny. I want you to, after the show, open your desktop. Uh, just open it up and look in there, because oh, you're going to see so oh, much no, dust and dirt that it's going to force you to buy a new desktop PC. No, it's 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 not about being dirty. It's about um like actually getting, you know, it's like making an air bubble on the screen. And when I know what he's saying. Yeah, if there's a fucking scratch under the screen or a little piece of dust, it just oh. it's distracting. Yeah. Anyway, the reason I asked about ten minutes ago about the PSP screen um, is because I've I've never 
put a screen protector on any um, handheld I've had. I, but I have my PSP sitting Neither in like this. I. I bought the most elaborate protector for it. It's this like this armor thing that goes all the way around it, and it's got a hinge and it's like a big clamshell. So when I'm not actually playing the PSP, nothing gets near the glass, and it's only exposed while I'm actually playing it. But with the with the Vita, when I went to the store, initially the first store where I bought the console, where I bought the system at, there was no, there was nothing available for it except games and the four gig memory card, and I didn't want to get any of those from there. Cases seem very good right now. I'm waiting for the Hori one actually. Yeah, so I kind of I kind of like the official carrying case one. I like it in concept. I like the way it can flip over and turn into a little. Um, yeah, that's the one I got. Into a little stand, and then you can put it on your belt. You can hook, it has a little latch, so you can yes, walk, walk around. around. You can with walk around PS like a Vita on your dork. belt. Yeah, with your PSP. I'll do it. Uh, just like George, like George Costanza's man purse or something like that. So I've decided that I'm not going to put th- those Sony screen protectors that are supposed to be so good. The ones that are like two for ten dollars yeah, that that's that the one fit I got. exactly over it. I I almost got those, but after I left the store that I bought the system at, I went to a GameStop, and GameStop had everything marked up 50%. The screen protectors were $15 there. The 8-gig memory card wow. was $45 there. Well, your first problem is you went to GameStop. Yeah, then. well, it was it was next door to, to where I bought the system. But um, I ended up getting – I ended up going on Amazon, and I got this little thing that that is a hard plastic protector – um, it doesn't cover the back touch screen at all. It, it kind of hooks onto the sides and then it hinges over and covers the entire front of it with this kind of hard plastic shell. It doesn't add very much, um, uh, would you say width or height to it? So I can actually fit that into the Sony travel case where you, the one where you can put in the, the AC adapter and, and all that stuff. See, my problem with doing that is, I worry since this is actually a, a touch screen when I'm use, touching it all the time, might be rubbing, rubbing dust into it, might be scratching, cleaning it off, might scratch it a little bit. It just, I really want the screen protector yeah, so that I'm I, touching it. I always use mine at the beach, so I'm, I'm scared of getting yeah, sand that on too, it. Yes, in the sand. Yeah, but so I'm, I'm, we haven't heard anything about whether this glass is, uh, I, so we're going to assume it's not Gorilla Glass or anything. That's It's definitely not Gorilla I'm Glass. I'm going to assume it's the same. Thing that the PSP screen was made out of, and if you fucking, I don't know if your cat licks it, it's gonna scratch it. So yeah, that that would have probably cost a little bit more in the premium because Gorilla Glass, if my understanding, they use them on smartphones, and they're it it's probably gonna be expensive if they had incorporated, especially that. with that much glass. Yeah. yeah. Why would they? Why did they need to cover the entire front of the system? Because it looks good. Material? It looks it, sweet. It does look it's shiny. Touch it. Mizzo, it's shiny. <laughs> Yeah, that is true. They like probably the they probably want you to scratch it because the the case I'm talking about, which is an official Sony case, um, opens only halfway, and you have to pull the system out. And there's a zipper on each side of the of the of the Vita. So if you just pull the thing out hastily, you're going to scratch it on the zipper. So I think they kind of want you to scratch them, so so you you can buy the upgraded version when it when it comes out. The official one has these hooks that clip to the uh, to the little the little uh, hoops at the bottom of the system. Mm-hmm. All right. And then uh, you can just... And then it has a, a Velcro uh, strap on the top, so you can just, like, open it up and then let it hang from the system. You never have to really remove it from the PSP. It's a little... 
annoying to have it hanging from there. It's not the end of the world. So if you're just playing somewhere really quick, you can just fold it up. It, it's not leather. It's like fake leather, but it's kind of neat. So it looks like uh, it's like when you carry your Kindle around in a little, you know, with the carrying case or the cover for it. So it kind of feels about the same. You just flip it open, let it hang from the system. You play a little bit. You can close it up again. That's what I've been doing. Okay, this. so so we've all got some kind of protection. Yeah, this, this has screen. been the most boring conversation, by the way, talking about protecting our screens because we're paranoid. Let's talk about the launch. Let's talk about the launch games that came out for the Vita on there day one. There we go, yes. Like, what do I you want to hear about Wipeout who, wait, 2. Who's directing this? Who's directing this here? <laughs> I didn't want to talk about the we launch are. games yet. We're crowdsourcing. I, right, what I, do you want to talk about? I want to talk about the things that we picked up with the system you know, screen protectors, memory cards. And before we got into the games, because I figure the games will be the longest part and the, the, the most interesting part, probably. Um, but hey, you know, you're the you're the DPS mage. I got to... No, you can just go. Just, go. <laughs> just keep it going. But gotta I be careful. Think the screen protector thing is running a little long. Fucking you're you're drawing my aggro, though. <laughs> anyway. No, so uh, did anybody... Did anybody was anybody sucker enough to get the four gig memory card or what and I wanted that first edition bundle because I was really excited about the system, but they actually managed to discourage me, like, including a game that is so bad. Was that little that deviance? That came had, oh yeah. yeah little deviance is fucking horrible because I didn't want little deviance that much. Well, also, I mean, the three G is complete shit as well. So there's no point in the three G. Well, I, I got the three D bundle with the eight gig memory card. And the free month of AT and T or whatever, and the Super Stardust HD. The free month after you pay for a month, and the free Super Stardust after you pay for a month of worthless three G. Like how does that work? Is it like um like you you subscribe to it and then you have to like cancel it in order to like how do you get the free month? You subscribe to it, and once you're a member, you can put in a code to 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 add another month to your membership. Okay. And so, uh, so. I haven't heard any like from everything I've read about the Stardust HD itself. I think when your current month's plan ends and the new one starts, uh, they'll e- email you the code for Super Stardust. Oh, so that's it's kind of like wait a month. That is really that's, bad. That's the worst part. So they're Waiting holding for the, the game holding itself. Holding the code is the hostage. But I mean, you get the cheapest plan. It's fifteen bucks a month. Not the end of the world. I'm. But I'm did you want three G or are you getting three G just for just for this promotion? Well, I'm getting 3G. Just, I mean, basically, it was for the promotion, and just because I don't want, you know, the the cheaper version, just in case somebody decides somewhere down the line to do something cool with the 3G functionality. I mean, you never know. If something awesome happens later on with the Vita and 3G, then you know, I'll be. But ready by that for time, it. you'll have an air bubble, and you'll have to get a whole new Vita. Yeah, but anyway. then it'll be a new revision. Right? There is that near application. Maybe they could think of something neat to do with that. Nier is confusing as shit, by the way. I feel like an idiot. I don't understand even a little bit of what's happening I haven't Nier. even really messed with that yet. I opened it up, saw what it was, and I closed it immediately. I think most people <laughs> did that. Monster Hunter is made by the Japanese. It's always going to be ad hoc. Yeah, yes. I just want to say that the the UI is super peppy. Like it's uh, <laughs> like a lot of uh, well, I mean, what I mean is oh like oh my god, so, I'm going to call you super peppy from now super on. Super peppy. <laughs> I like that. But like a lot of times, like when you get a when you get like a new phone or or a new you know like just any kind of technology thing, they'll stick some UI on there that it can maybe not quite handle so easily, and you'll see a bit of waiting between screens or a bit of loading or, or stuttering. But the the PSP Vita system, uh, if you're playing a game, you press that PlayStation button, it gets shrunk down to the live area, and it happens so quickly. 
and you can just leaf around to the other pages and do whatever it is you need to do and then get back to your game. Like there's it's a the UI is is perfect for the system. That's nice. Pretty, That's what I the heard. The load I, time I though, on. I'm not happy about the load time like starting the system and starting games. Yeah, well, how does that even Well, I mean, I I never turn the system off. I, have I just a, put it to sleep. I have a quick so UI I don't know about that. question. Yes. Have, my uh-huh. question, question is, in the back. Like I now again, I you know that I I tried out the PSP on three different demo kiosks. Yes, we know. And on, on one of those, on several of those kiosks, well, three, yeah, three I'm times just, as many Vitas. When I when I was moving to one demo to the next, I, I pushed that button on the on the lower left that that takes you right back to the the menu screen. Does it work like the i like the iPad and the iPhone? Like it like it just takes you back to that. And then let can me you, try to explain this. Can uh, you then can you then quit out of whatever application that you that you? Th- this is how it works. You have a bar at the top of the the screen that shows you whatever applications are currently running. And depending on what you're running, you either press the back arrow on on the touch screen or you press the place the the PS guide button. And that'll bring you back to the desktop. Usually Uh, to exit out of programs. Usually you have to, you have to go to the title screen for that program and swipe just kind of swipe it off the uh, screen. Otherwise, or live area start another program. I mean, if, you, if you start another game, it'll close that one automatically too. I'm not yeah, sure about that. Who does I know that? Bluetooth keeps opening for some reason. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the brain of the Vita is thinking as far as managing memory. But well, there, there's there's a few things that can run concurrently. So sometimes you'll get two things that can run at the same time, and it'll close the old one before the new one. So opens. It's kind of like the Android then, where it kind of manages it. It lets you manage it, but if you if you get out of hand, it'll it'll step in and close. Speaking something of for you. also speaking of the fucking OS, why the fuck is it touch screen only? Why can I not use the D pad? Because it's easy. I think that's annoying the, too. I what the fuck? Why? What do you want to do with it? I like the both options. I, don't I just want, to touch want the my screen. options. I like I don't both have a screen options protector. too, and I don't like how I, how it forces me to use the touch screen for just about everything forces. that I've tried on. To so it. you don't get fingerprints. On it. It's like, you know, if you've been using an iPhone for the past few years, then this is... I, I didn't even I think about it. it. I, I still want to use the fucking pad. Well, I mean, thing. going back to the is. DS, I, I appreciate being able to use the cross pad when I don't want to use the stylus and, you know, touch up the screen and, and mess muck, up, muck around with that. So uh, there's times that I'd like to be able to do that. I think it's more convenient. It's going to be in the next version. Yeah, I don't yeah. see how it's it's even an issue. It's an issue because we're we're used to having because multiple ways Sony to do things. It's all about though. customization. No, I'm really nowadays. not a Sony fanboy. Yes, I'm just how this is an actual issue. It's a much better screen than the DS screen. The DS screen is uh, the other type where you have to use a stylus. That's kind of a pain in the ass. This is like a multi-touch, you know, like all-out crazy giant screen, just like an iPhone would have or an iPad would have. But why take why take away the consumer's choice to use the the D-pad? I guess. I guess there's no good reason not to be able to use the D-pad, but I've never... I honestly didn't even think about it. Really? That's, like, the, that's oh, the first thing that, that I noticed, is, is that I had to use the touchscreen, and that kind of annoyed me. Yeah. yeah. Is, is the screen bigger than the PSP, the original It's one? double the size of the PSP. That's insane. Well, no, the, double no, the, the resolution, pixel, sorry. Yeah, double it resolution, is a big but it's not double ass the size. screen, for sure. Okay, but I'm, to- I'm told the resolution is not as good. It's not like, it doesn't have like like iPads... A, you know, super awesome retina display. Well, iPad doesn't have a great resolution. You're talking about the iPhone 4S yeah, like with the yeah, retina talking. display. It's not retina level, no, but it's... Okay. It's, it's fucking gorgeous. It's twice as it's sharp beautiful. as the PSP. It's it's pretty good. 
Yeah, that's pretty powerful. Right, so how about those launch games? <laughs> I hate all of you. I hate well, you guys. Well, for the basic UI, it's like everything's set up. Uh, you make as many screens as you want, and everything, every application is a little button, like a little M&M that floats around. And then when you tap it, it opens up a screen to the right of the regular UI. There's another problem I have. I'm setting up my fucking area. UI. I'm downloading some games off PSN from my PSP okay. games that I have, and every fucking time they all go and they go to a new screen and then I've got to move them up to my screen that I'm putting the PSP games on. Even though it's the first page, it has empty spaces, it doesn't fucking go there. It always goes to a new page, the bottom. Which is stupid. Just go to the first empty space. Can you edit your main page? Can you change around the icons? You can, you but can it's just that. annoying you just, you moving just hold, these up. You hold your finger down on the screen for a second or two and then you're free to move it around as much as you want, just like any UI you're used to at this point. How would you rate the customization level? Overall, on a scale of one to ten, what what is that? Like 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 how like how much <laughs> like how much con- like how much control? How many stickers I, I know what he's on? asking. Like how yeah. how much how much can you customize the interface? You can make the background anything you want at any time. Uh, you can make as many screens as you want, and the bubbles uh, end up in a little pattern. You can't really change that pattern. So I think it's like. I don't remember. It's like four, it's four on top or five, three on top. It, you have three four. rows, four on the t- I know it's three, four, five, four, four and four, three. Five, four, three. Three, three, four, three. Yeah, there we go. I mean, yeah. it's, a val- it's a valid question because you think about smartphones now. You know, it's, 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 like, it's very close it's, to the Android system. I don't think the iPhone works quite like this, but you, you make as many home screens as you want. So you can have your – you can have one screen for just your games – and you can have one screen for your things like Netflix, and I'm sure they'll have YouTube and Hulu in the future. And you can you have a lot of preset color schemes that you can use as backgrounds that look kind of nice. So you can have a different color background to each screen. Um, so you can have a blue background behind your games, a white background behind something else. You can take a picture with the camera and use that picture as your background. You could probably take something off your computer and use you, it as You could use a web browser and then hold down your finger on a picture. And, I heard the web browser know, is fucking horrible. It. I haven't even looked at it. It is kind of horrible. All right, uh, let's, let's finish talking about the display before well, we like go to the web browser. every Sony well, web browser? Well, I only got to the web browser because you can save pictures from the web browser and then make those your backgrounds, which is oh, what okay. I've been doing. Yeah. I'm just big on things like that, so that that's why I asked yeah. that, you know. And and it's and it's it's a it's a really important thing lately. It basically, if something like even the console lacks some type of features like that, then then it's, it's actually a turn off, you know, for a lot of people. We've reached a point now where things like that, I feel, are essential. If you want to like customize and personalize the UI itself to reflect, yeah, what you well, do more often. Would you say yeah, that it's sense. easier to do than the than the PSP than the original PSP? Just customizing. You can do shit for the PSP. People like the XMB because it's simple, and I hate it because it's it's just there. It's like the it's like the the least effort in creating UI in the world. It's just there, and I mean it's okay, but I prefer this to the XMB myself. So I'm pretty happy with it. Like when you click on an application, it opens up a new screen to the right of the regular UI, which is the live area. And from there, you can uh, you can download any patches the game might have. There's a little button at the top that changes when an update's available. Uh, there's a few different options depending on the game that are on the face of it. You can read the game manual. All the manuals are included in the games these days. Uh, there's nothing. Even if you buy physical media, there's going to be no manual included. That actually annoyed me as well. Why is there no fucking manual in my physical media I paid for? Because everything that comes out comes out physical and DD at the same time. 
and uh, you're basically getting you know the DD thing in a in a cartridge is what you're paying for. So it it did become an issue. I was trying to I was playing Ninja Gaiden and I uh, I found the swimming controls when when the ninja was underwater. I found them uh, kind of weird, so I wanted to look at the manual to see, like, what what am I doing wrong? Is there some easier way to, to swim? And I would have to exit to the title screen and then pull up the manual and, and flip through it. And it was kind of cumbersome, but I think 99% of the time, I'm not going to even want to look at the manual. So yeah. it's not well, it's not a deal killer for me. It is kind of weird to open the case and the entire case is, an is, is a nothingness except for that little disc yeah. in the yeah. middle of the right pane. It's, it's the tiniest little chip, like in the middle of this, uh, admittedly tiny little Blu-ray looking case. But still, it's it's a tiny case, but there's still a lot of empty space in there. They started doing that, what, about maybe two, three years ago? All of a sudden, it just it was like, yeah, no more manuals. Just go online. Well, the thing is that you're suppo- you can buy these games. Like, like Sony's making a big push for DD, which I agree with. So you can you can buy these games at launch. Like the, the day the game comes out in the store, it's available on the PlayStation Network. Every game that comes out on the Vita has to be available for download. You can't, you know, now it's like Xbox Live where they set standards for it. You can't release a physical only game for the Vita, which means if you well, buy it online, that's where's good. the book? No, I like that. No, that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. But I'm just saying that that's why the manuals are included in the game. I guess they could also. I mean, they have to include the manuals in the game because you can buy the game right away from the PlayStation Network. But they could also print out a manual as an extra effort, but it's already there, you know? So it's just a part of, of the, the whole DD push, which I agree with. So I'm okay with that. I just think they need to work on the pricing because, like, some of the games, yeah, some of them they put a 10% discount. That's nice. Some they just decided, think, no, we're going to put the full price as retail. Fucking Uncharted really? on PSN is the same price. No. Every Vita game is $5. It's but $5 the PlayStation off. Portable pricing is, is wildly varied depending on publishers because Sony did not set a precedent for it last generation. So PSP prices are all over the place, but... Vita prices are five dollars off from retail version. That's ten percent. I think it's ten percent. No, it's more than ten percent. It's slightly more than ten percent. Like they have set a precedent for DD. They have set rules for it. As of the Vita on, so anything PSP and back, it depends on them. Like Xseed is good about it. Atlas is good about it. You know, other companies are kind of dicks about it. Xseed is kind of awesome about the pricing. I yeah. So they're really really good. It's a company by company basis for PSP stuff. Which is a shame, but uh, the Vita stuff, I think, again, they're doing a very good job uh, making the push to DD, and that's also part of why it's not easily backwards compatible, and I know a lot of people like to complain about that, but when you're switching from an actual physical media to making this big push for DD, you got to lose something, and if losing something means losing UMD compatibility, I am okay with that. As one of the biggest PSP supporters. Ask about backward compatibility, which it's, it's fine, I, I expected that. Well, any game that's up on PSN and you bought it on PSN, you can bring it over to your that's Vita. Not, that's not I think true. There's a, no, there's, there's, a, there's a compatibility list, list right, right now. There's a small list of games that apparently don't work, but uh, they're working on it. I just want to shoot that alpha. I wish there was a, a good list of games that I could download on PSN, just kind of a complete list of stuff that I could get, because I'm kind of at a bridge now. Or like, there's a couple PSP games that I want to get physically, in like physical media form, UMD form, but I don't want to get them because I'm. I'm I'd rather, you know, download them onto my future Vita. Well, there's the bullshit. There's so much stuff that's missing from fucking PSN. Kingdom Hearts, Crisis Core, yeah. just well, shit like that I you said, want. Like I said, there was no precedent for DD 
during the PSP age. It was up to the developers and the publishers themselves. Some of them were good about it, some of them were not. You know, that's got nothing to do with Sony. UMD just bombed anyway. I mean, it was it was a mistake. Just it was destined to fail. So did, so did Beta. So did Mini Discs. Sony will never learn. Well, Memory UMD sticks. was never going to be a big thing. Where you were going to have like home UMD players, you know, or shit like that. They never. That was that's never the intent. Yeah, it, it was it was just destined to fail, and then yeah, well, it was bad. well, yeah, well, having it as as uh, digital distribution now kind of builds in another level of. Um, Future proofing because you're not dealing yeah. with proprietary hardware. Yeah, uh, as far as the They're just selling what the, the game comes on media form. <laughs> oh, the fucking the, uh, memory card. God yeah. damn it! Oh man. But you can you can get your media. You can back that stuff up to a PC. So if right. even if it's proprietary, I haven't seen what it is, but I'm sure somebody can can fix it somewhere down the line if it needs to be made. The UMD era kind of reminded me what what Microsoft tried to do. When it was Blu-ray versus their HD DVD, uh, yeah. DVD. oh yeah, and another, and we of course we know failure. that bombed. <laughs> it just it just couldn't even take off. It got it got no traction, no momentum whatsoever. Yeah, that's because uh, TNL backed HD DVD initially. We had that we had that uh, thread HD oh, DVD yeah, LOL, right. and um, and then the tides changed and then it became blu-ray lol somebody changed the the title of it we totally backed the wrong media i wasn't a fit you know the people on the forums did i mean everything's headed towards digital media we need to kind of uh get in line with that i mean right now i'll still buy a blu-ray movie once in a great 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 long while only because they're they're still a little bit too big to really have conveniently sitting around you know yeah, I mean, DD is the way we're headed, so anything that kind of supports it or makes it f- or future-proofs itself against it, I think is a good idea. And anything that... It, the next Nintendo console needs to step up their online game because... Coming up next week. I, I, th- I think a lot of things, <laughs> a lot of the negatives that we're talking about here, like the no booklet and some other stuff, I think it's all kind of uh, a consequence of Sony making a big push for digital. And I kind of agree with the push for digital, so I understand that we're losing some of these extras that we're used to. I just don't trust. I don't trust Sony like I trust Steam. I I just don't feel like I worry about the pricing and things like that and sales and things like that. It's it's a bigger push for digital in general. I mean, like I just got a Syndicate for the 360. That does not come with a manual. And like right there in the main menu on the 360, you have like campaign, co-op, um, I think manual and options. Like the game's manuals built right in, and it's they're starting to do that for consoles, and I mean, there's a lot it's of direct a good idea, download to stuff. To be honest, like I, I when's the last time you looked at an actual physical booklet for your game? You know, it just sits there. You never really, I mean, you should be able to open it up in game at any time. I confess, and it. That's I, fine. when I was that's playing better. Mass Effect One, I did, I did have to reach for the manual, but that's just because the controller. Oh, is we such talked a, about that though, right? It just throws you in. It doesn't yes. tell you shit. We I know. did talk about that. I know we did. Bit. We yeah. talk about Mass Effect every week, and we will talk about it. Toward the end of this show, this very show. All right. You know what Mass Effect reminds me of? Athena. Actually, I have something to say about Athena, but we're we're going like we'll, we're, we'll go, we're like two subjects ahead here. So yeah. So so what were we talking about specifically? We're talking about, about how Mizzo really talks too much. Well, yes, we do know that. <laughs> that's what we were talking about. At least that's what my internal dialogue was. <laughs> you love the dulcet tones of his melodious voice. <laughs> so. As far as the negatives that we were talking about, we have the 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 no manual. We have the la- lack of customization options for the interface, which I think is a kind of a big thing, but something that'll probably be 
improved on with future updates. You know, Sony, if nothing else, loves to update their firmware and all, are always tweaking. So we'll, we'll get something good. Folders. If they add folders, I'm cool. Folders would be awesome, yeah. And then the other thing, uh, I didn't see anywhere where you can actually take control of your save files. I, I can see where you can there upload things to your PC. Yeah. You, you, can, you can upload it, but you can't fucking do anything with it. You can't look at it or mess with it or organize it or That's a big anything thing. with it. That is a big thing. I think all these weird things are all uh, anti-piracy measures that they're trying to take because they saw that the PSP had just glaring security holes. holes all over it, and they're trying to plug as many as possible with the Vita. That's why you you can't. Because it was just know. amazing. Yeah. That's why you have no control over your save files. There's a few other weird things that they've included in the Vita, and I feel like they're all related to anti-piracy measures. Yeah, pretty much. That seems where it's at, and it's. Uh, it seems like a waste of time because it's going to get cracked. I don't know why they're yeah. bothering. Well, they, they, they're they were, bothering because it lost a lot of money. They, were, and they yeah, had they to burned, sell the idea to bad. their shareholders who are like just a bunch of old people who have no idea how shit really works. And well, I mean, it's not even just realistically, that. If they don't... you make it as handy for the consumer as possible and you accept the fact that hacking is going to happen because it's going to happen. Hacking will, ha- that's what you ha- do. hacking will happen less. Try saying that three times fast. Hacking will happen less if... If the product is consumer friendly in the first place, that's that, I, I right. think exactly. Yeah, the scummy, scummy hacking um, doesn't happen because uh, uh, it happens because people want free games and don't want to pay for anything or be responsible. But there's another level of hacking where it's just that you know this would be a lot better if I could you know if I do could this, do this do that, right. But you know what? Sony doesn't have the ability to let you play Game Boy Advance games on their system, unfortunately. And the, the the PlayStation Portable is such a nice portable that people just wanted to have all this extra shit on it. And it's impossible. Sony couldn't do that. So they hacked it and it did it. And couldn't you know we what? run Linux it was on cool, couldn't we but... run Linux on the PS three at one point? If we if they if they let us, you know, just install an operating system in and you know, if that would if they enabled that out of the box, I think they wouldn't have to be hacked. Then people could put their emulators on and, and do whatever they wanted with it. I, I mean, think everyone agrees that Sony needs like an open you know, an open system like the uh, like like the iPhone has, and a stuffy old ass Japanese company is never going to do that. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that's it's going to be a long time before we see that happen. But uh, it would be nice. It would be nice, but mm, no. All right. So I got home with my Vita, and I just had the Vita. That's that's all I had. Um, I knew I had some games coming in in a couple in a day or two, so I didn't. I really wanted Uncharted, and I almost bought it, but I knew I knew that I wasn't going to play it for at least a couple of weeks, be, uh, because I'm busy with other things, and because I had a couple of reviewable games coming in, and I wanted to you know give time to those. So, so I bought the Vita home, and I went to the PlayStation Store. And I said, well, let me get some of the, the PSN games that I, that I already downloaded and let me goof off with those. So, uh, I was, I guess because I hadn't been following it very well, I was surprised to see that you couldn't get every single, <laughs> you know, PSN game. Like, you know, whatever, like the first PSN game I ever got was maybe Mortal Kombat, let's say. I don't know if that was actually the first, but Mortal Kombat's not up there. And the uh, Super Stardust, the, you know, the old one isn't Regular up there. Regular PSN games don't work. Just PSP Vita, or PSP games, some PSP games, and then minis. So, like, your regular PSN games are never going to work. They're never going to do that. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that. So, the first game I actually got and played on the Vita was... 
It wasn't. It wasn't SmackDown versus Raw 2011, although that was there. But <laughs> Thank God. does anybody want to guess what the first the first game I downloaded was for the Vita? Athena. 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 Exactly. Yay. <laughs> that was my next gen. My introduction to the next generation. <laughs> right. Wow. And then I was Wait, gonna next generation. I wanted to get Final Fantasy Tactics, but I ended up getting Tactics Ogre. Tactics um, Ogre is excellent, and it yes. looks really good. Oh, on can, that you, can you can you download that from the? Um... Yes, the Vita store. Oh, it's, wow. it, it's ten dollars for Tactics, um, uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, and it's twenty dollars, nineteen ninety nine for Tactics Ogre. But I'm sh- it's well worth it. They both they both look beautiful on that screen. I think I, just I've get on the Vita store and start over my game. Yeah, I love it. Yes, and of course you can you can once you hook up the Vita to your PS3, you can get your game saves from the PS3. At least I could get my Athena game save. Yeah. Well, and you can also, you can plug in your PSP, upload your save games to the PS3 for all your PSP games, and then load them from the PSP to the, or the PS3 to the Vita, so. It just sounds, saves sounds all over. ridiculously complicated. Can I, well, yes. Can you copy <laughs> you, them to a PC and then transfer no. them over? You, I don't think, oh, the PSP, man. you can't copy the saves to the, P, to a PC. What if you don't have a PS3? Well, buy a PS3 then. Come on. Just just to transfer my PSP saves to my Vita. Well, that makes I, sense. I've heard that it also has some games now. Why would you not own a PS3? Come on. I I don't know. It's, it's complicated. You have like three of every other system. Are you just afraid that you're going to have to get three PS3s? No, I only buy PSPs. Sorry. That's the only system that I buy. <laughs> I bought three Saturns, so I guess they shouldn't judge you too harshly. One from uh, Video Game Depot. Yay. White Japanese Saturn. Those were sexy well, if anyone, Saturns. Yeah, on that on that note, if anyone has any white Saturns that they want to sell me, I'll happily buy one of those. I could get them for $10 in Japan. Do when you I'm want three there. of them? You should have asked before. <laughs> no, just one. <laughs> then one we'll get the other good. two later. Yeah. So, uh, Meza, what games did you get? You've got like six games now, don't you? Yeah. it's You know what's funny? I actually have more games... After launch, I have more PlayStation Vita games than I do 3DS games a year after its release. Well, there's not if... 3DS games to buy. A, there's like four right. games worth I'm having. Just, I'm just making a point. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know. I have, a, I have a bunch of 3DS games. That's the other thing I buy, 3DS games. Well, I have I have three 3DS games. I have Zelda. I have um, Mario, 3D Land. And then I have Ghost Recon. Oh, and Street Fighter. You do need to so get okay, Resident, Resident Evil still. You, you do need to buy that. I do that. have to get Resident Evil. So there is a fifth that I could buy that does exist. You're right. Are you going to be playing all these games sequentially? One or year you, later. Or, or you, <laughs> I played all the, all the 3DS games. So I no, I'm talking about the Vita games. Are you, oh, I, how long yeah, is I've this going to last around you? like crazy. This is going to last me a, a good long time. It's pretty bad. Well, but, but uh, you've already finished one. Describe how you put in and change games in the Vita for those who don't know. Uh, well, everything's kind of uh, like they're little hidden nooks and crannies. You have to get a nail in there and pry it open, and so it's that, that's what I said on the on the forums. Like somebody that bites her nails and gets that fat finger syndrome, they're gonna fucking hate this system. They're gonna hate this system because to to get access to anything, you got to put like a little bit of your nail in there and pry it open. There's nothing. There's no other way of get. You need to buy like a special opening tool if if that's the case for you. But uh, you pry open the top. It has one of those things where, you know, you push something in and it clicks in. Then you, to take it out, you push it and it jumps out again. It's like a little tiny memory card you put on top. And then uh, the little it has to install the game itself since everything is, again, di- this is another uh, digital after effect, I think. When you put in a game cartridge, 
it will install to the system. It takes far less than installing takes on the PlayStation 3. Kind of like the way Metal Gear Solid 4 worked, right? No, this is like under a minute, honestly. And then once it's done installing, it makes a bubble. Like Corey said, on your lowest screen, I think. Or does it always make a new one if just to make one even lower than usual? It always makes a new one if you're using a bottom screen. But when it but when it installs, you can't just play it off the. um, No, no, it doesn't permanently install. install. No, if you buy it DD, if you buy it online, then yes, you know it does install, and then you can just play it whenever you want. But if you bought the cartridge, the cartridge has to be inserted for you to be able to play. But it makes a bubble, and I think that bubble contains everything. That contains your save file. That contains all that kind of information. You can't really mess with it, though. And, uh, again, I I think you can only have one PlayStation Network account per Vita. Is that correct? Uh, Unless you factory reset it. You can reset it if you have a different memory card. Different memory card, yeah. Because it it just kind of assumes that it's you for everything you play. So, like, you put in Hot Shots Golf, you install it, you turn it on. It's like, hello, Bats Mizzo, you know, welcome to Hot Shots Golf, and this is your save file, and you have no options regarding that. You can't change the name. You yeah, can't. I actually kind of hate that myself because my main my main PSN account that I have all my trophies that I use for all my friends is my Japanese account, but I have my U.S. account where I actually buy U.S. games on. So it's like I have to put my U.S. account on there, but and, and I can't fucking switch to my Japanese account. Yeah, it is a little weird that they do that. I mean, you can switch. You would need a second memory card, and you need about eight minutes to factory reset the thing and have it boot up again. So it's a kind of a pain in the ass, but um, I'm lucky enough that I've only ever had one PlayStation Network account. So for me, it works, but I can see why that would be an issue for people with siblings or, you know, other shit that comes up. So which games did you get? Uh, I got Uncharted. I got, this is going to be tough remembering off the top of my head. Maybe I should go look for them. <laughs> Every purchase is so important. I got Uncharted, I got Luminous, and I got, uh, Jesus Christ, what was Hot the Hot Shots one? Golf? Yeah, well, yeah, that was separate from the buy two, get one free sale. I didn't, I didn't ask when you got them, I just asked what you have. How does, yes, um, Hot Shots Golf. How does Luminous compare to the original PSP version? It's still Luminous. It's I mean. Luminous, so I think it's the same game. I don't know. Rayman Origins, that was the other one I got. I really enjoy Luminous, so I got it, but yeah, I don't see much different from it, so I wouldn't say it's a must-get for the launch games, that's for sure. Well, yeah, you know what it is? It's a, I think Luminous 2 and the Xbox Live ones were not as good as the first Luminous, and this one is this one is a return to form, I think. Yeah, I, think I mean, it's, it's really fun. I, it's not better than the first one, but it's just about the same, so depending on how you look at it, it shouldn't be 30 bucks. That's no, Luminous it should not be, be 30 bucks. Come on. It should be like fifteen bucks or twenty bucks at the most, but yeah. It should just be a packing game, like the way they used to do stuff. It should just be a packing oh, game. Packing that would games, be amazing, wow. actually. <laughs> what are you talking about, Bond? Packing in something for free. Yeah, those but are the good, do- add one those are good old days. Which is uh your avatar has special abilities that you can use every so often. So I'm using the little alien, the big head alien dude, and he can uh he can make your next block a chain block. Yeah, that's handy. That's very handy. There's, I mean, it, they added stuff. It's not exactly the same, but it's not. It is not a graphical powerhouse. It's pretty. It's flashy. It's just like Luminous always has been. It's Luminous. It's ex- it's yeah. Luminous exactly. If you've played it, you know what it is. Yeah, it's got good music. So with with these forty dollar games and and 
in the case of Uncharted, it's a $50 game, isn't it? Yeah, it's fucking horrible. And this $250 base software and these monstrously expensive memory cards. These ridiculous 32 gigs goes for 100 bucks, Even on Amazon, I think. Oh, does, um, does the new Luminous have a new Genki Rockets song? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't noticed. I don't think it does. I, really I think noticed. the Genki Rockets were suspiciously absent from this game, from what I remember. Oh, maybe, they, maybe they broke up. They broke up in the future. So with 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 all this this high entry level price and and even the downloadable games being you know thirty thirty five dollars, what's the future for this system? Or, or it's just going to be people like us playing it? Or do you think I'll? Because I saw used to see PSPs on the train and on the bus, different people having them, and of course Nintendo handhelds you see everywhere. But are people going to be lugging around Vitas? Do you think in public? I've never seen a PSP in the wild. Really? Ever. I've seen kids them a don't few have times. PSPs, kids have Nintendo systems. No, these are adults. It usually. definitely right. Adults have it PSPs. It definitely seemed anecdotally all the know. stores that I went to that have Navitas uh over the past <laughs> weekend. Um it, they were definitely selling a lot of people were buying them. I mean, may have just been the two for one sales everywhere, but I I bought mine at like eight o'clock at night at a very busy store and the guy told me I was the first one that bought anything that had anything to do with the Vita ever. So are they readily in stock? I mean like Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> it's funny because I ran it, it's funny because I ran in and one box caught my eye. They had the glass display case, and at the bottom, the very bottom, where they usually have all the other systems, there was one PSP box. Uh, I'm sorry, PS Vita box, and I thought that was the last one. So somebody went to get the sales rep, and I looked up while I was waiting, and there was a whole shelf full of them. Um, you know, oh, at eye level, pretty yeah, much. There's a ton of them everywhere. I don't think I any mean, were I sold mean, do out. You, do you t- do you just think that they just produced a lot, or it's just really not selling as much? I, it's not flying off the shelves. I mean, there was no advertisement for this thing whatsoever until a day before it came out. Like, everybody I talked to had no idea this existed. I talked to one of my friends who's really into it, uh, into video games in general. He had no idea that it existed. So, so think about this: if you've never heard the, if you've never heard of this system, and you're just shopping at Target or whatever, you see you see it, you go, "Oh my God, there's a new Sony system," and then you you ask the the sales rep, assuming they know anything. Okay, how much? This is two hundred fifty dollars. Great. What comes with it? Oh, you know what? You pretty much have to buy a memory card to even pl- get any real use out of this. So you have to buy the system, which is two hundred fifty dollars. You have to buy a game, and you have to buy a, a, a ridiculously priced memory card. I think that probably is it's probably scam people away. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's not the pricing help. issue. They would have been smart to have gone lower. They they are charging too much. It's Honestly, it's going to have to drop before it's going to do well. I'll expect a Christmas time drop so they can try to push it. You remember, not to, t- not to go on another tangent, but that happened with the Nintendo 3DS. And it yeah. came out, and people were like, what the hell? It's like, I don't, I, I refuse to pay that much money. Nintendo obviously looked at that and said, all right, you know what? We got to do a price cut. And then it flew off the shelf. Well, it wasn't just that. It was also that a Nintendo game came out for the 3DS half a year later. That helped a lot, too. And the 3DS was harmed by the fact that it pretty much looks like another DS update. It just looks like yeah, the latest version I, of I the DS. I think I heard it's it, not a, not a, I hate this phrase, but it's not a quantum leap. It's not a... It's not wah, a, wah. Come on, Sam. They need Scott Bakula to sell this thing, man. <laughs> Come on, where's Sam Beckett when you need him? I know. He could help the PS Vita. Lost in time oh, boy. forever. 
writing, making things right that once went wrong. Well, you know, with the hardware's including this thing, I don't think the price is too much for it. Uh, I think it might be more than people are willing to pay for a handheld because of how they they perceive the value That's of a key. handheld. That's key. We know so it's I, worth it. I do it, agree but... with that. But for what's included, I don't think they're overpricing it. But I do feel that they're going to have no, to. No, it's it's uh, overpriced for what's price. included. I mean, the memory card should be fucking included and not cost this oh, horrible amount. Okay, the memory card, yeah. You know what? When I bought it, my memory card was included. So well, you got, but you paid more well, you than two hundred fifty dollars, didn't you? That's true. Yeah. So what are you talking about? It's it's the the hardware is worth it from a technical standpoint, but f- for what people are paying for is the experience and the the experience that people are going to f- first have with the Vita is the experience of having to drop another hundred dollars just to play you know a single game the proper way on it. So you're you're really going to pay like three hundred twenty five, three hundred fifty dollars to just to get started and that's a big that's a big big um, that, that, and that's problem. assuming you only get one game well you get you get welcome park which is the the only the only thing i had to I play like that. that first <laughs> night i had the vita i just wanted to get it on launch day but i went home and there's this kind of a wii type of um uh, app in there it's called welcome park and it has all these little mini games to, to get you accustomed to using the touch screen accustomed to all the vita's features so Trophies are actually tied to the different things. So, oh, um, you, you know, you move the guy around on the screen and you get a trophy. One of the things that was in there was a, uh, you know what a slide puzzle is where you have a picture and then it's broken into blocks and then you slide them to, to put the picture back together if it's been jumbled. You know what I'm talking about? I, I do. Yeah. So that was my first evening with the Vita was spent trying to get, uh, all the trophies putting slide puzzles together and uh, <laughs> and there's another one where you have to find things in the real world that look like faces but not actual faces so <laughs> so you have to find three of those things so you get a trophy for that so i, I was doing that my my first is, night is, is it like That's augmented funny. reality type of thing or there were no, ar cards are, that came with it what the fuck do those cards do? came with it and there are three free ar games available on the store now None of which seem to be worth it, so I haven't downloaded them. Uh, because that's what I was going to ask. I was going to say, how do they compare it to like what the 3DS did? 3DS at AR? I- I've heard people are kind of impressed by it, but I mean, I haven't taken the time out to, to do it. I so watched it on YouTube, it cool. and it doesn't look worth it. No. I watched it, other it just, people They're just kind of generic. Like, I don't care if they, you know? I don't know. Whatever. I was busy playing actual games instead of trying to find every little thing the system could do. Like, with the 3DS, I had months to fuck with. You know, the little shitty games and see what did what because there's nothing to play on it. But this thing was like out of the gate. I'm playing real shit. I don't have time for Welcome Park. Sorry. Yeah. Well, you we're, will we're not all, soon because there's no other games money, coming. So we, couldn't, we couldn't have that luxury. Wipeout. Yeah, financial wipeout. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wipeout's pretty good. I don't... I like it so far. I heard the frame rate on Wipeout is not a full, a regular, is not a steady sixty frames per second like usually. No, is. it's not. It's a steady thirty frames per second. Yeah, I mean it's it's steady. I mean it's yeah, it's not sixty, but. Um. Do you think this this is something that's going to be addressed going forward as as developers become more more familiar with the hardware? I assume. I mean, th- this is pretty powerful hardware. I haven't noticed any stuttering anywhere. This is just these games were rushed for the launch for the launch date. You know they they had Sony had a, a giant stable of games available, readily available, right at launch. So a lot of these games were a little rushed, and uh, I 
I'm j- I'm not that good at frame rate to be honest. I can't tell the difference that much between like 30 and 60. Sometimes if if they're next to each other, one feels a lot like it'll feel a lot more fluid when you play it, I guess. But I'm just not that big on telling the difference between 30 and 60. Well, to I'm not me, one of these people who can close. say like, "Oh, this is 45" or "This is 75." <laughs> like get ridiculously I can, you can tell the difference between 30 and 60 and Wipeout is definitely not 60. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. It looks like a. It kind of looked like a Wipeout Fusion clone, like a little bit of pure. It. It did, and well, you know, on that note, on with Wipeout, Wipeout is a, like sort of like Ridge Racer. It's all about the feel. It's all about the look right. and like the kind of zone that you get when you play it. And yep. it's all about rehashing all the same well, tracks. N- well, not so much, but like I think it's the best stuff from from the PSP game. It's all about the one. the design and the kind music of. and the and the feel of it. And some of them really nail it. I mean, like Wipeout XL and Wipeout uh, Three. Really get it down. Wipeout Pure ones. even is pretty good as well. Um, and then there's a couple in the series like Wipeout Fusion, for example, that kind of uh, really don't get it at all and sort of go in a different direction. And playing this one, I kind of got the feeling that it was it was not like not like a didn't have quite have that Wipeout feel. I mean, it it looked good. I mean, it definitely had the look. the The front end looks really nice, but. Um, it just, it, it just doesn't quite feel as right. The track that, the demo track at least, is really boring. And, um, you know, it, yeah, it, it just didn't really click with me. That means Studio Liverpool couldn't have worked on this because if they did, it would have been good. Well, so does, I'm guessing. It, it does have their name on it. So, you know, then, well, I, oh my I don't God. know. That, that already well, makes me went, sad. Stylistically, like, they went for a different feel. This is supposed to be Wipeout 2048. So this is. This is set in the past. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a, like a This is like when, when people were first making anti-gravity machines. So the look of the tracks and the look of the cars is is pretty different from the standard Wipeout. Okay. It's not as super futuristic. It's futuristic retro. It's futuristic oh, so it's enough, got, So it's basically, the, it's the Phantom Menace to Wipeout, basically. Oh, God. Well, God. nobody's saying it's. I don't think anyone has said that. No, this I game wouldn't is bad. go quite. Yeah, I wouldn't sit, call it bad. Really, it I don't just think doesn't. Anybody that's reviewed it or talked about it has ever said this game is and bad. And one of the weird, just... one of the weird things about it is the shoulder buttons. At least the way it's configured in the demo, the right shoulder button is the gas. Is the is the uh, the accelerator? That's yeah, stupid. I mean, you can't. No, use... I need that. I need that to be for the air brakes. Yeah, for the air brakes, it should be the the, the left, shoulder buttons. Well, it's it's got two different. It's got three different control options actually. I'm it's already... got the new version, which yeah. is right is accelerator left is air brake uh square is no no no. square is brake l left is something else that just sounds messy it well that was weird well that's that's a new there's like a new control option for the game and then the second option is wipeout standard wipeout control which is what i'll be doing all right well yeah that's good on the top triggers i can dig that and then that's uh, a true way to play control option is the the vita gyro controls just like you can control uh wipeout fury and hd with the controller it's that only on the Vita. Has anyone heard anything about how easy or difficult it is to develop on the Vita? I know Sony's promising they're not going to be these large software droughts like the PSP had, where nothing comes out for months. But it's one thing to to say that. Uh, it's another if it's if the system's too hard to develop for. Yeah, I don't think any developers do have really talked about it yet on how difficult and easy it is or anything like that. I haven't seen anything about that. That might be a bad sign because I remember in, with previous systems, develop, some, somebody coming on at some point for every system saying, "Oh, it's a dream to develop for." Except for the Saturn, you know, it, it's so oh, simple God, to Saturn. Now, every Sony system has been a piece of shit to develop for. Yeah, it's a common thing with Sony. And anything that Sony, like if you 
believe a word of anything that comes out of Sony PR mouth about a system yeah, before the system comes out, you're a fucking idiot. You never believe Peter Molyneux. I never believe Sony PR. That's... Sony lies so hard about their hardware or Dennis until Dyack. the day it comes out. Like, until the day it comes out, they lie about that. Like, it's not just like bending the truth. They lie to your face about the hardware until the day it comes out. So I pay no attention to Sony PR whatsoever. The real litmus test as to how well being that you mentioned that, Nick, um, about the developing is obviously going to be E3. We go there, and that's really going to determine, you know, the, like we were talking about the future-proofing, basically just what's going to be on the on the rest of the time frame for uh, the remainder of 2012 going into 2013. Like, what else and, is coming out? Well, yeah, there really isn't much there, aside from there's a few games in the next couple months, but there's we're waiting for E3, it seems gravity like, rush. to find out stuff. Everybody's gravity rush. Gravity rush. Oh, God, Gravity Speaking Rush. Speaking of yes. Lionhead, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind a Fable on the uh, Vita. That would be pretty good. Get that fable shit out of here. <laughs> you know what? Sell people have been clamoring for like a Dark Souls or a Demon Souls sequel on the Vita. That would be nice. That would sell sleeve <laughs> and a heartbeat. Oh man, I would buy it like right now. Yeah, I don't know if I want to throw my Vita across the room in anger though. <laughs> I just want my Persona Four remake. That's gonna be beautiful. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Like the launch Persona course, Four remake would be nice. Well, are too. we talking about games yet or not yet? Yeah, talk let's, about talk about, let's talk about games. Like you care, just just talk about. In what case you you're want. just tuning in, Mizzo, we're talking about games. Like a lot of people, well, okay, but a lot of people seem to be shitting on the launch, and I don't understand because when I look at it objectively, like I mean, there's some games I want to play, some games I don't want to play, but when I look at the launch, it looks like one of the best launches I've ever seen. Is that? Am I crazy? No, it's it's definitely solid. I mean, I just wish that I wish that. I wish that Blaze Blue or Blay Blue had uh, online well, I, play. I, I'm just talking about a few good games that you want to play or something. I'm just talking about, in general, what's available day one for this system. Next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about how this launch compares to other ones. But generally, it is, it's a very solid launch. I think there's something for pretty much every taste. And there is a kind of a... I think Uncharted's kind of a killer app, sort yeah, of. I mean, kinda. it's a really, it's a really uh, attractive game to ha- to have as at the forefront it's uh it's a very accessible game and it's a very big franchise and it makes really good use of the hardware so why not would you consider here's here's, here's the magic buzzword for you you consider that to be the platform's killer app you know that you feel that's the this is showcasing that the um what basically the platform is capable of producing or which which game do you feel demonstrated that the I most? I think Uncharted is the build. best of the batch. I mean, that's the one that really shows what. But it's how not good up at the level of something not, like Super Mario World. It's not up at that level. I well, I mean, my big issue with Uncharted is it's pulling a fucking. This is the initial release thing. Let's let's show you these cool fucking gimmicks. Okay, use this goddamn touchscreen every five seconds. Yeah, do this all. That's, that's a little. It, it's obnoxious. Like every time Drake. Every time Drake gets on any sort of uh, narrow surface, like a balance beam type of thing, an explosion somewhere makes him lose balance, and you got to regain it by moving the Vita around. I mean, oh, so, every so time, it's like not just sometimes, but every time. Every time he falls off or tries to climb something, it falls down too. That's a, just it. Just happens with Uncharted all the time. <laughs> like the, they didn't need to. I mean, there's there's a lot of touchscreen stuff that can also be done with the controls, so I completely ignored it. But like the finishing blows during melee combat, you have to touch the screen. Uh, there's a few things. The charcoal rubbings, which are... Oh, those are, fucking charcoal rubbings. The first rubbing, time rubbings. you play the game, there's a lot of charcoal rubbings. I mean, if you've done it before and you play the game again, 
you don't have to do it again. Oh, thank God. Damn fingerprints. So that's a positive. Like, you look at it, it's already been done. You're like, nice. And you can find the other ones and do the other ones. The very first time you play, there's a lot of rubbing in this game. I mean, a lot of rubbing. And they're even making jokes about it. They're like, oh, you're Tell pretty good more, at that, huh? Have you had a lot of practice? Like, they joke about the rubbing because the developer knows about I think that's your conscience that you were hearing. Conscience. I mean- but it's, it's like a ridiculous I mean, amount. You know, it's an Uncharted thing to do that because the first Uncharted had the problem with, oh, look, here's a six axis. Use the fucking th- six axis. It's fun. You know, it did. Yeah, it they did. pretty much rammed that down our throats. Like when uh, Warhol came out and it's like, oh, you know, you can you can twist a stick. And you're like, okay, no, big deal. Yeah, the thing is, all these all these gimmicks and nobody fucking uses the back touchscreen very well. It's, of any of the launch games, I haven't seen one that uses the back touchscreen really worth a shit. Ninja Gaiden uses it in kind of an interesting way. It you use it to to augment your your special moves, your soul moves, the ones that you use every once in a while. You you have to tap. It's different for each spell, but you have to tap as, uh, things a certain way to to get the spell to get more powerful. It's really gimmicky, though. I mean, it's not it's not essential. Do you find a game as challenging as its um, console counterparts? It's well. This is pretty much a, a port, so it's pretty much the same game. I I was having a little bit easier time than I did on the Xbox when I originally played it, and I thought, oh man, I got a lot better. But then the parts where you play is that that girl I forget her name with the glistening um, bosoms. I I had a lot of trouble with her. You're gonna have to narrow it down more than that. <laughs> That's pretty much all of Ninja Gaiden. Kasumi. I forget no, it's not the, Kasumi. The, the no, one with the blonde Ninja hair. Ninja Gaiden uses Ayane. Oh, Kasumi. no! Yanni was the purple haired one, isn't she? But she was like, she was supposed to be like a little girl in that game. No, there's one that like that's a, a fiend hunter, and she has got a big sickle, and you you alternate with uh, you and and her. It was the girl who was unique to the the Ninja Gaiden single player games. No, that was in the original. No, she was in the cutscenes in, in, cut in the original. But you couldn't right. play as her. Wait, how did you, yeah. how, Nick? How did you pronounce Ryu? Did, did you say Dew? <laughs> You're supposed to say Dew, I think, aren't you? <laughs> Jesus, no, it's Dew. It's it's Dew. <laughs> because it's in, in Shenmue, she would all, the little girl would always call him uh, Dio, Gio, Gio, or something. It's it's. And then Dio. I was listening to the cutscenes in Ninja Gaiden, and fail. it was Dew. So it's ask Seth Killian. He'll tell you it's pronounced Rue. That's how you pronounce Rue. Rue. Yeah, Rachel. I think that's her name. It's Rachel. Rachel the Hunter. Yeah, Rachel Hunter. All right, let's Rachel let's, the, ra- the random white girl. Let's talk more about the Vita and uh, incorporate it into what we've been playing, so we can kind of transition into that. Yes. Okay, it's, it's been a little. It's been a little wild west this episode. What other games I think. have we we've not been all over the? See, even now somebody's talking under me. I, I try. I don't like I any of you. I don't like any of you anymore. Go away. All right, let's start. Let's start with Corey because he right. he's so eager to speak. Well, you know that's what I'm here for. <laughs> no, um, I pretty much uh, I've just been playing Vita stuff. Essentially, it's been uh, I got Uncharted, I got Rayman, and I got uh, 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 Luminous with my system, and been playing a shitload of Rayman actually, which looks just amazing on that screen. It's it is. It's beautiful. I mean, is this it a looks brand new Rayman console. or is this a port of something it's else? It's the port of the or- Rayman Origins from the PS3 and uh, Xbox. But this is, if you're going to play it, if you don't have the PS3 or Xbox one, this is the way to play it. It looks better with that being on that small screen and just that gorgeous OLED. It just looks amazing. And it still plays exactly the same. Well, have you, have you like pinched the screen to zoom in? Yeah, you can. Because it looks really nice and detailed. 
and then you zoom in and it still looks really fucking yeah, nice and detailed and you're like it's wow it's gorgeous yeah I mean, that's, right, so nice. Nice. that's what I played the most along with some Uncharted but I, I like Uncharted I've, I've liked the Uncharted games I get I get annoyed at the fucking charcoal rubbings and the touchscreen bullshit oh butt poking do you have a is do you have an alternate control scheme? Because at, at E three the Sony guy was making such a big deal about. And if those of you who don't want to use a touch screen so much, the games will have an alternate way to to accomplish the same. You can tasks. turn off a lot of the touch screen things, or at least a lot, like all the gyro shit. I just turned off. I don't like the gyro shit. Um, you can turn that stuff off, but like the touch screen stuff. Some of it you can skip. I mean, you can actually draw a path so you, like, climb things just by using the touchscreen. But you can just use your D-pad and move anyway. You don't have to do that. But, like, those charcoal rubbings, you don't have a choice. You just have to fucking just rub your screen. And it would be it would be neat if it was once or twice. As Mizzo was saying earlier, it's fucking all the time. It's like, oh, here's something else to do with charcoal rubbing of. Let's go. Well, a lot of the rubbings are like they're like the treasures you find in the older Uncharted games. Although those are here too. There's a lot of optional ones because you're kind of filling up Drake's notebook with bullshit. And uh, there's a lot of rubbings that are optional to the game that are not. There's a lot that are part of the well, yeah, game, but, but there's a few that are optional as well. So there have to get are everything. a lot of charcoal rubbing. I have to get everything. <laughs> so yeah. So you're compulsive. A little bit, a little bit. Okay. But uh, other than that, I mean, that's that's been about it. I did get, uh, I also uh, downloaded Super Stardust, which looks amazing on the screen. Um, I, I liked, I played the shit out of Super Stardust back on the PS3 as well. Really enjoy the game. It's a good uh, twin stick shooter. And so I've just grabbed that. It really, I'm not really noticing much new. It's It's basically Super Stardust. There's really nothing changed, but it's a lot of fun playing it on the screen. Now the uh, the Vita has a lot of options for broadcasting what you're doing to to your to the social network out there. Did did anybody leave that on or? I think I turned it all off. Yeah. I don't. I left everything on. Fuck you guys. You're gonna get <laughs> downpour of my oh, shitty God. information. Yeah, and it's, some of it's stupid. Like this is the first time um, you know Corey has played Rayman. You know it'll it'll just have, it really tries too hard. I think. Do I? Do I not have you on my list, Corey? Because I see, you I have, see Raka. You have I my see, Japanese um, account. You don't have my U.S. one, so I'll have oh, to add that to you. Okay. I'll, I'll get yeah. you added. Um, Mizo is rubbing again. You know, it'll it'll have that message. All right, so um, so Rayman Uncharted sounds like a pretty good week, and uh, Super Stardust. Yeah, that actually sounds like a great week. It was. I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and I I definitely say. If you're getting if you're getting a Vita, I mean, I really think Rayman and Uncharted are the two best games to launch, the, by far. The other games are good, but Rayman and, and Uncharted are both just amazing. And this is from a man that's played them all. Okay, <laughs> yes, everything. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, Mizo, you wanna you wanna launch off of that and talk sure. about what you've been playing? Okay, uh, I'll touch on Uncharted for a second, and that I, I did. It feels like a sequel to the first Uncharted. Like, I'm just going to say that. Like, I played the first Uncharted. I really liked it. I know a lot of people are uh, lukewarm about the series or or don't like the first one as much as the second one. I really liked the first game. I had a lot of fun with it. I played the second game. I almost didn't like it as much as the first game. You are a fucking horrible person. Mizzo likes six-axis grenades. I like how we grenades. make value judgments on people on this podcast based oh, on fine. what they like. We should. I agree that we should make value judgments on people immediately before we have all the facts, even. But... uh. 
Like, I, I played part two, and don't get me, like, I, once I started playing that game, I couldn't stop. Like, I went from beginning to end, and I liked it, but I didn't go back and get 100%. I didn't do everything like I did in the first game. I felt like maybe there was less game involved than there was in the first game. And there were some ridiculous aspects of it that kind of made me laugh. I don't even know what I'm talking about in Charter 2 right now, but I really, I like the part where you have, like, it's you, it's the blonde chick from the first game, it's the black chick from the second game, it's Sully. You have, like, a train of people doing these impossible jumps along with you and it really made me laugh like like maybe drake can traverse these insane environments like a monkey like maybe but then you have like you know like there's like four people doing everything you're doing and i'm like there's no way any human being could make these jumps let alone like a caravan of courage jumping through this fucking game so i don't know i mean it was an amazing game i really enjoyed it i'm big on uncharted but for some reason the first one something about it I, maybe it was just more. Wait, are game. you now reviewing Uncharted Two, or are you talking about Uncharted? Um, well, I, I'm talking about. Vita. I just want to make the point that Golden Abyss feels a lot more like the first game than the second game. I can't really tell you terrible. what the difference between the two things are. Well, yeah. So if you don't like it, don't buy it. But I can't really tell you what the difference Actually, between the, the two games are. But it definitely you know, felt you know what more I think? like the first game than the second game. You know what I think the difference there is is that um, the one on the the fucking Vita has more bullshit to it. Because the first game of Uncharted definitely had a lot more bullshit than Uncharted 2. Which I th- I think you may be why you felt that Uncharted 2 had less game. Because one of the things that they didn't do in that game was lock you into a room and make you fight ten waves of enemies like at a time. Yeah. Right, so the game was a lot shorter because you were actually moving from location to location. That could be it. That could be it. Again, I mean, it's it's not... like Both games, fantastic... Vita game, fantastic. I, I'm not saying that they're not worth buying, or I'm just saying, generally, if you played all your Uncharted games, including three that I didn't play, and you know what you like, this game is a lot more like Part One than Part Two. And there's a lot of touchscreen stuff. It didn't bother me as much as it bothered Corey. I was just like, oh, again, okay. And then I did it, and it was over. It didn't really bother me, but I can see how there's maybe a glut of touching shit in that game, like a little bit too much, a little bit overboard with the touching shit. I've been playing Ninja Gaiden. Uh, it's the only Vita game I've played except for my brief fling with Athena, which I mentioned earlier, and which I won't mention again this week. <laughs> Not until next week. Not until next week when I give a 40-minute a, a uh, in-depth review. But um, this is uh, its called Ninja Gaiden Sigma Plus, and it's, of course, a, a port of the older one. There, there are There is a new th- um, mode in there, I think, um, that I that I haven't touched yet, so I'll probably talk about it next week instead. I'm about ten hours, I think, into the into the story, and I think I'm, as I recall, I'm getting close to the end. I haven't played the game since the original Xbox, but um, it, of course, it's it's better than the console experience in a way because you can. You can play it laying on your bed. The The picture probably looks a little bit better than it did on the TV. It's not a lot better. I don't think they really polished it and, and made it take full advantage of of uh, what the Vita can do. But if you don't, if you haven't played Ninja Gaiden, like uh, Corey said with Rayman, if you haven't played this game before, this is really how you want to play it. You know, you should you should definitely pick it up. It's a, it's an extremely solid action game. It's kind of got the Metroid philosophy where you you have certain parts that are closed off to you and then you kind of backtrack and then you're able to access them later once you've done something else or once you've powered up in some way. The weapons you pick up just totally change your fighting style. So you um, 
you have your dragon sword that you start out with and you do certain attacks with that. Once you pick up the, the nunchucks, um, you have a much more acrobatic fighting style where you're flipping around more. So changing the weapons is actually what changes your entire fighting style. With, on the Vita, you have to press start to, to, get the pause menu going and then you switch weapons in there. I wish there was a more fluid way to do it, but there isn't. Um, the, the start button on the Vita is very small. If you're playing in the dark, it's kind of hard to reach right for that start button or the you select need nails, button. nails, kid. <laughs> I'm telling you. Again, for the Vita, you need nails, uh, man. Actually, I'm, I'm going to hire a, to I'm gonna hire someone to take care of those two buttons for me because it's, it's too much. It's too much for me to deal with. Um, have a small child sit on your lap and just be like, push start. I'm, go. I'm trying to trying to get producer cat to. Uh, she's got claws. Go. I think she could. It would be perfect. Yeah, it's a, yeah. The start button is about big enough for a little cat's claw to. It's a, it's really pretty tiny. Dude, that that cat will scratch the shit out of that screen. I wouldn't let him <laughs> anywhere near it ever. That's why you got to get a screen protector. But yeah, it's it's an amazing game. So I I don't know how people are rating it. I didn't really look. I think I suspect a lot of people say, "Well, we played this game before, and uh, so we're going to turn the we're going to take the score Twice. down a little." Yeah, it's it's the same game, but just purely speaking as a game, it's it's a if you've never played it and you want an action game, I I can't imagine that there's a better action game for the Vita at this point because I don't consider Uncharted purely an action game. Nothing like this where you Not have really, to just yeah. you know balls to the wall, just yeah. keep fighting and and taking people down. It's it's uh it's great in that regard and you can you can power up in a lot of different ways so i mean i have really good memories of playing the original ninja guy it holds up I really very like well. the I, I remember not being that good at it and then getting really good at it so it's oh, almost yeah. that that level of like just being able to attain a level of proficiency in the game I, I really enjoyed it it's just you go from just killing people to actually absorbing the shit they drop when they die and doing those instant kill attacks yeah, you, no, you can just, do amazing, so you good. can do amazing things kind of easily. Like you can, you can jump at a, at a, at a line of enemies and decapitate all of them with one, with one <laughs> hit. But if you really, you can, you can pause, in order to do this, you have to pause the game and then you have to navigate over to your, to weapon you want to look at and then you have to press the triangle button. But that'll bring up a move list of, um, all the moves you can do. And not only do they have cool names, usually, I mean, there, each weapon can do like 30 different attacks, but you know, you, you can, uh, you can do some pretty elaborate stuff, air launches and, and all kinds of juggles that you can, that you can do. And, uh, I just wish there was just some way to, to switch through the weapons and to bring up the move lists a little bit easier than having to go through the start menu. That's a really big weakness with this game. It really, it really is. Um, to, to switch potions, you just use the D-pad. But to switch weapons, you have to go through this whole, inter- this whole you know, deep into the interface. It's just, it's really a weakness of the game. Well, what I remember is that you have to, like, power up the weapons yeah. by, by collecting drops, you know, just like the little red things that people drop. And then it's just like Devil May Cry. You know, no, you it's not upgrades. quite like that. You you power up the weapons by um, taking them to a to a shop, and the guy will upgrade them for you if you pay him so okay but the thing i remember is that i didn't really do a lot of weapon switching i kind of stuck to what i had because i would just upgrade that i don't think it's possible to upgrade everything by the end you almost have to stick to something. there's a little spot i found where you can just keep uh going into the room and killing people and, and, and killing the little ghost things and and coming back out and going back in so i did that for a but little while miserable yeah no i did that for a little while so i, I could upgrade uh, <laughs> why would you do that 
Oh, I mean, that's something I, I've done since, you know, the 16 I think you got, to keep, you got to keep your, you got to keep your save file. So if you beat the game, you can play it through again with a different weapon or that's, that's how I would rather do it instead of trying to farm shit out during the first playthrough. I would probably focus on one weapon or other. The dragon sword. Get it all the way up. And then if I replayed it again, I might try something else. You, you kind of have to, because once you get into the harder difficulty levels, different monsters require different tactics. Like, it becomes... Well, I shouldn't necessarily say require, but it's definitely a lot easier to use certain weapons on certain enemies. Like, I remember... Uh, I want to say, like, I had a, a much easier time fighting... Uh, the cat girls using either the staff or the nunchucks. Didn't you bring up cat girls you were... in the previous? You brought up. Did. Yeah, it was it we was did the talk same about thing. This actually, yeah, yeah. On on Ninja Gate, like you hit harder, very hard. Like they show up much later on, and they're they're easier to fight with certain weapons that I found. I think God of War did it better because in or I think it was in God of War three or two where you actually you had the the big boxing glove things, and that was actually much better for certain enemies. And the it's only not God of like War two weapons worth mentioning that are not your regular weapons are the Cest. Us, which are the two big fists from I think like one of the PSP games. <laughs> like those were the no, only it's ones one of the that console really games because yeah. uh, I think it was two well, or three. I think you had them in one of the PSP games, and I think I like them more there. All right, like I think Devil May Cry three was I believe or was it three? I think it was three. Was the only one that like really had the fast weapon switching in a lot in most of those action games, and even then. It was like you could pick two different weapons to switch between at a time, and you had to like click in the right stick to do so. So it was like ridiculously cumbersome. But I think it's part of it's just kind of an issue of them running out of buttons almost, of also being able to include a weapon swap in the middle of it and not have it not like interrupt combat. Did did Ninja Gaiden two add like a weapon? I thought there was a weapon swap in Ninja Gaiden two. Maybe. Uh, I never played it. I, so. I played it, I liked it, but I, I never beat it. I only played like a couple levels in. It's one of those like sitting on my shelf. Man, I'm really going to get around to that one of these years. <laughs> Pile of shame. Yep. And then I, I'm trying to recall how much I talked about The Darkness 2 last week. I think I did talk about it a little. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So I did finish Pretty it. There amount. was, uh, you know, one of my things is that I look at what everybody else says as far as the game length and I double it and that gives you kind of an idea how long it'll take <laughs> me because I, I really explore and then I make sure to get all the dialogue and sometimes I talk to people twice just to... What's in this corner? What? Oh, there's <laughs> like a book in this corner. I'm just going to stare at it for a while. But I think a lot of people were saying, oh, uh, Darkness 2, took, I beat it in four hours, I beat it in six hours. It took me 11 and a half. I saw a couple other people. <laughs> I saw a couple other people that went over 10. I think those are the people that enjoy the game more. They're not skipping all the dialogue options. They're they're actually exploring the game world and trying to get into it instead of just saying, oh, I just want to beat the game, you know? You know what I read was that the dialogue in Darkness 2 was actually pretty good. The later stuff. There was some review I read, and they were saying that even though the gameplay was not fantastic, that it was the dialogue just kept getting better and better and started off kind of cliche, and that the characters got fleshed out and moved on. I've only made it like probably like three or four levels in, so I don't know exactly how far through the game I am, but I remember... I remember that's supposed to be like a big plus. The dialogue is about as good as as your typical mafia movie, like your your B level mafia movie. Not maybe not a the Godfather one or two, but the the characters are are realistic and they're they're distinct, and you get to know them. As I as I think I mentioned last week, um, the dialogue really does pad out the game length. There is a 
insane amount of dialogue with some characters. You can keep talking to them over and over, and they they have one liners or they have brief things they say, and you can you can spend I don't know how much of the game you spend actually talking to people, but if you want to hear everything that they have to say, you will be listening for a long time. There is a lot of dialogue in there, and it's not it's not all corny. Most of it's pretty good, and some of it is hilarious. So it, it's worth it. And after you after you beat the game, there are some challenge modes you can play through. Um, it took me about four hours to beat those. You have four different characters, and you can take each of those characters through three scenarios. One of the scenarios is multiplayer only, and multiplayer is only online in this game. So if you don't know somebody that has the Darkness 2 on your console, you're not you're not going to beat um, you're not going to beat that scenario. But those are relatively short scenarios, and um, the four players all have distinct attacks, distinct um, personalities. So it's worth playing through with them. But overall, uh, you know, I had a lot of fun. I spent with the uh, 15, 16, 17 hours I spent with the darkness too. Well, Nick, did, does it ever open up? Because one of the things that I thought was kind of a drawback as I was poking through it was that with the first darkness game, you kind of have like this chunk of a city and you, you know, it's sort of like um, their Chronicles of Riddick game where you just have this area and you wander through and you can explore different stuff. And then you kind of head into levels as offshoots of that. But then in darkness too, everything I played is like, it's set up more like a traditional video game. You've got your your house that you go back to, but then it's, okay, go do this level. Hey, you completed the level, and you automatically make it back. Now go do this level. It sort of removed the exploring aspect and the kind of like the the part of the city that brings it all together. That doesn't change, and I was, no. no. Okay. I was, I was hoping it would open up and start to embrace that that portion of the first game. I think game, some but... of the some of the earlier levels feel really uh, almost I mean they're not corridor shooters really but you kind of feel really cramped. Uh, they're, they're pretty warm, yeah. yeah. Not, you feel pretty cramped, but I mean there's a it doesn't get much better. There's a circus level, a carnival level which is not really that open. <laughs> you know, you think it's going to be because <laughs> oh, I can go left or right here, but no. It's it's all that's one of the weaknesses of the game. It it does it's very restrictive. And that doesn't really change, but it's a, it's a good game. I mean, it's a different developer. I don't think they were going for the same feel as the first game. I think they were going it, it for was. more of a general and as, first person. And as I said last week, I think the most interesting part. I think I said this last week. I might have been talking to someone else. I might not have been on the podcast, but there's a there's a part of the game. Yeah, I think I was actually talking to someone else. There's a part of the game. Um, it's actually only a couple hours in, so it's not a major spoiler, but I, I won't really get into it, where you kind of question the lead character's sanity. Like, is he, you know, is the man dreaming of being a cockroach or is a cockroach dreaming of being he a man? It, it turns yeah. out he was dead the whole time. He was a ghost. No. And they all grew up at the same orphanage. <laughs> yes. <Nice. laughs> yeah, I would have liked to see something more done with that, but... Otherwise, it's a uh, it's a great game. It's not the most memorable game of all time, but it's a good way to. It's a at least an A plus for a rental. I mean, I thought they definitely improved the actual gameplay aspects. I just kind of thought that part of the atmosphere issue suffered just because they sort of shoved it into a into traditional video game levels, like more so. I, don't know, I was just kind of hoping that they would expand more on the world hope, i hope the developer takes more risks when they make the darkness 3 i'd like to see i'd like to see taken up a notch is that gonna happen 
Probably, Probably. If this sells well, I don't know. I mean, Christ, how long ago did the first Darkness come out? A while. Like 2007? Or probably not that long, but it's been a while. I think it's been pretty well received. That's like, that's like, that's like I can't wait for Dark Sector 3 to come out. Oh boy, you know? <laughs> oh. Anyway, Chris, were you, did you want to add more about the Darkness, or did, was there another game you were playing? Uh, kind of related to that, one thing which I forgot to mention the last time I was here, when I was discussing the first Darkness was this amazing moment, um, at least for me, which was right at the end of the first game, the first darkness, and you enter into this um, shootout where you, you board yourself up inside of a house and you've got some people helping you out, and there's all these mafia guys like swarming around the house, and you're running around helping everyone out and shooting all these people, and it's supposed to be this tense scene where uh, everything kind of comes together for a while. And so I'm running around and helping people out, and then I notice something weird going on, where there's there's this little old lady holding this huge fuck off hand cannon. And Sarah, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and she's like just firing away, going, uh, "What was she saying?" It was like, "Oh my god, there's so many of them. They keep coming. Why don't they stop?" As she's just unloading this thing, and I look outside her window, and there's no one out there. <laughs> she's That's what I'm talking about with the sanity questions. <laughs> she's unloading her gun into someone's empty porch, screaming about how they don't stop coming. Now, is that is that intentional? <laughs> no. Maybe she was witnessing a sex act through the window. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, "Wow, it's um, it's pretty bad out there, Grandma." No, that's Aunt Sarah. She actually plays a pretty prominent role in in The Darkness too, so you get to see a lot more of her. Um, but yeah, no, it was just that. And I, I love that moment. There were a couple others, but it was just that crazy old grandma going nuts with a hand cannon. Everyone else is killing mafia guys. And she's just like, fuck that guy's porch. (laughs) It's going down. Um, so that was great. No, I've been playing a few other things. Um, I was playing, played through syndicate. I actually thought the single player was going to be shorter than it was. Turned out to be a little bit longer it's the single player is just kind of bland. Um, I, it doesn't really seem to do anything like it's a standard story. It doesn't really go anywhere with it. Um, it doesn't really feel like syndicate per se. It's, it's just like generic cyberpunk. Um, and it's, it's kind of a shame because they, it again, is just sort of like a corridor shooter. It completely ditches. I mean, considering that, the original syndicate games were here's a chunk of city go do a mission like that seemed to line up perfectly with starbreeze doing the darkness and uh chronicles of riddick and for some reason they completely abandoned all of that and just went we're gonna make a corridor shooter here you go and like you spend so much time like in air vents and like wandering around maintenance passages and it's like what is this shit like why am i not in a city. Yeah, restricting like, like syndicate normal that syndicate. Way, that's as bad as... Oh, you know what? I had a good analogy and then I lost it. Never mind. That's pretty bad. Oh, that's as bad as making uh, that fucking FPS based on that old... Um, I want to say Shatterhand, but it's not Shatterhand. It's, Shadowrun? Uh, Shadowrun. Oh, that was oh, horrible. Shadowrun, yeah. That was that fucking was terrible. That, was that sounds like a terrible, complete mishandling yeah. of the franchise. I thought from the previous syndicate was going to be better than that. Well, here's the thing. Like, the co-op, it is... It's amazing. Like, it... It feels a lot like a modern-day syndicate, just because you've got four-player co-op, so you go in there, you've got, you know, four people, you've got your little crew, 
and it's you doing a mission, just like the original game. Um, it is kind of corridor shooter, but because it's designed for four players, there's a lot more room to move around in. Um, so it's less restrictive than the single player game. And, you know, different people are doing different stuff and there's a lot of like healing and interactions involved and people trying to keep each other up. And there's, there's a ton going on in there. And that is, is so much fun. Like the four player is great. Um, it feels a lot closer to the original. I mean, it doesn't feel exactly the same, but it's closer. So, so is co-op like the real game and single player is like the tutorial for the game, kind of? Or Basically. I mean, that's, that's kind of what it feels like. Because the single player, it's just, it's just kind of shitty. Which is yeah. weird, because I normally like Starbreeze as single player. But here, it was just like they were like... Like they handed it off to their B team and just went, you know what, guys? Go at it. The rest of us are going to go get drunk somewhere. Um, but then like they, they really pick it back up with um, co-op. I kind of wish that they had more missions. They, they do seem to be kind of limited. But on the other hand, like, they can get pretty tough. We did... I mean, like, if you know what you're doing, a mission will take, like, five minutes. And I did one where we had to take down a team of agents. And the agents have all the same abilities that the players do, which includes being able to resurrect each other, um, except that they're a lot tougher. And I think that took us, like, 25 minutes to bring down that mission just from... And, and, like, 20 of those minutes was just fighting the agents. This pack of, like, four of them. It took us forever to bring these guys down just because of what we had to do to try and separate them and kill them. But, yeah, it was awesome. Um, so I need to play more co-op to get a better feel for it because I only played, like, maybe two hours of it. But it's... Yeah, it that part is so much better. It just... It's a shame that they dropped the ball so hard on the single player game when there were so many things they could have done with it. I think those are, those are the, oh yeah, I've also been playing a bunch of Terra online, which I'll go into later as I get more experience with that. It's a Korean MMO that's finally coming out over here and I absolutely love it. The quest system, standard MMO, worthless bullshit, you can ignore all the text, it does not fucking matter. Um, but the combat system is real-time action game. Um, so it's, I love it. I absolutely love it. It's so good. All right, I mean, get a like, hold of yourself. Like tanking, I can't. I can't help it. It's like tanking is fun. Healing is fun because tanking, like you actually control dodging and your shield, like you would in an action game. It's not rely on a percentage. It's this boss is going to swing. You get your shield up in time. You know, threat is actually are you doing your combos correctly? Um, with healing, like even the healers have to run around and dodge attacks, and then lay down healing on the ground and target people and throw those out. So, yeah, like it's it's actually exciting for all of them. All right. Sounds uh sounds foreign, great. <laughs> More crap. Bon, have you been playing anything? There's really not much to tell as you know. I uh, officially taken a hiatus off of uh, Street Fighter for the time being and actively playing Soul Calibur Five. You went like thirty minutes without playing Street Fighter last week. <laughs> Just want to announce, it's, it's publicly true. announce that Bond is taking a hiatus. <laughs> yes, I'm no longer known as the Street Fighter player. <laughs> I think he's just—I think he's just getting some distance so he can—he uh, can get Chun Li uh, wanting him again. You know, just put a little put a little mystery into the uh, relationship. Yeah, yeah. yeah make you know, it, we got to see other people. It, yeah, you know. Yeah, but um. 
No, I mean, all jokes aside, I mean, as, as you know, in the previous podcast, you know, I told Joe, you know, how uh, amazing Soul Calibur Five is. And if not, then you can go on TNL and read the review for those of you listening. Um, but no, the game is really good. So I've just been dedicating a lot of time to Shiba, you know, just trying to understand the gameplay of my sparring partners. And now I've played enough that I'm going to, um, you know, branch out to some secondary characters. And then as you may know, uh, Capcom, of course, is planning to release Street Fighter Cross Tekken, which currently has that awesome, um, or somewhat awesome Mega Man reality what? show, if you want to call it that, quote unquote. <laughs> and that's, that's pretty much what I'm going to be juggling my time. But now after listening to you guys, I'm, um, I'm, I'm like, I'm like 75% convinced of opening up my wallet and going in, purchasing a Vita, trying out Uncharted, picking up this predecessor to the Wipeout series, which apparently runs in only 30 frames per second. And um, I, I'm definitely not getting luminous. I'm sorry. I, just, I can't do it. Just get Rayman. You'll be happy. Put your foot they down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm not doing that. Um, on an interesting note related to Capcom games, um, I actually was going to break into playing Nashua's, uh Wrath, which seems like a pretty cool game. Though I'm a little skeptical about running through it because, according to my Facebook friend, uh, people are blowing through the game in six hours. So took me twelve. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> that's a discussion for another time. But you know, it really burns me up to pay that amount that you know that much money for a game, and then you beat it. You know, I mean, I used to like games a lot when I I would do that. You know, Sonic came out. I was like, man, this is a phenomenal game, and I I beat it in like in roughly two days because I think I had to work the following day or something. But um, it, it just really irks me when they they have all these games high production values. But the game is just really short, so yeah, that that, that just kind of burns me. Unfortunately, I didn't, you know, I didn't have to b- dig into my wallet and pick up this game, but it's still just kind of this the principle. Wow, you play a really good game, and it's just it's just a short lived experience, you know, kind of like the way uh, Sonic Four was, you know. So um, I don't know. That's that's pretty much it. I'm I'm definitely going to just be focusing right now on the fighting games a lot. It's kind of hard to warm to some of this other stuff that's coming out, like Mass Effect Three. Yeah, I'm. I can never see myself playing that. You know, I try to get in those type of games, and I just say, nah, this, this this isn't doing it for me. Speaking of the Vita and fighting games, what's the thing with the the DLC? If you have if you have Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom three, Capcom's trying to do something really interesting now with the Vita to do a little bit of cross pollin you know cross pollination here, where you'll be able to get certain type of content and like get like I guess um. Like moveless or something. I, I didn't really read into it, but I already know for a fact that when Street Fighter Cross Tekken comes out, that's going to have more characters. Now, as far as how I related to, um, how it relates to uh, UMVC, uh, I don't have all the details for that. That's because I just stopped following the scene and stuff. But I, I think it basically had something to do where you would be able to link it up, and then you'll be able to, to like get like additional data on the character and stuff like this. I, I think I think it's something that is more of a gimmick. So, um, well, well, for UMVC, what it is is any DLC on the PS3 that you buy for Ultimate on your PS3, you can also download for your Vita. So the DLC counts for both versions. And you can also uh, control the PlayStation 3 version of UMVC with uh, your Vita. So you can tap the screen and do that one combo over and over again. Yeah, right, that's really, broken. Really to. That's about it, though. I'm so I'm so glad I bought so much of my content on the PSN and not the Xbox XBLA because now 
who knows? Maybe something something cool will happen with Nick more. Nick is vindicated. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a good, it's a good, it's actually good potential for him to do something like that. But I really hate when he does do gimmicks like that. You know, give give people a real reason to, you know, get both versions and stuff. You know, offer something. You know, kind of like what they used to do, like on a Dreamcast, where they came out that little Game Boy type thing, and then you were able to play mini games. You know, those things are really sweet. You know, I I don't. Is, it's pretty much a new thing. I mean, they're they're just starting out. Different companies are handling in different ways, like RC, that R, RC Motor, uh, what's it called, MotorStorm? Yeah. Motor That's the same game on on the PS3 as it is on the Vita, and you go back and forth uh, like the. So th- there's going to be a bit more uh, cross cross play between the two systems as time goes on. I feel, but developers don't really know what to do exactly right now, and they're trying out just weird things. And Capcom's just they just want money for DLC. I'm surprised that. Well, that, I mean that's obvious. They're stuff. putting so many characters on the. Yeah, I mean on the cross tekken like you said. That's really obvious, I and mean, obviously we're not going to get into fighting game tangent yet. We'll save that for you know when Street Fighter Cross Tekken comes out. But it's just it's just annoying, you know, when they come out with stuff like that, and and it's it's they're just clearly milking people, you know. You come out with this with costumes, or whatever. I mean, if, if they really just put their minds to it, and this is not even just limited to fighting games, but just things, just genres in general. Say okay, you know, here we're gonna have this type of content. Just really give you an incentive to, you know, purchase like the handheld version, and then say, well, hey, if you do this, you know, maybe you unlock a special outfit, maybe certain levels, you know, just just something that really has some some type of real value to it, as opposed to just a gimmick. Yeah, I, I read something where we're we're being guinea pigged right now, where the larger publishers are seeing how much we will actually buy as far as DLC. Like, can we release one character as DLC every month? They're falling for it. People are jumping at Street Fighter. People are jumping all over that. Yeah. Did you buy color edits for Street Fighter 3? That was the worst. That was the worst. That was the worst. That's not even like, at least in the 3D version, it's a new costume that somebody made. And you know what? Like, at least that's like, a modicum a of model. effort, just the tiniest bit of effort involved, at least. But Street Fighter Three had a, pal- a color palette switch, and people paid for that. See, I was hoping that they were going to do something like you know, like a throwback, you know, like well, something that would really make me happy. Let's say we take Street Fighter Four again, you know, take the time to like recreate old stages, you know, give it a give us a throwback to say, hey, look, you know, here's a stage and here's what it looks like in the Street Fighter Four universe or something like that. But just to make these these really corny outfits and stuff, some of them are just really bad. You know, it's just it's 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 just clearly milking people's wallets and stuff. And sadly, there are people out there that like they pay for this stuff and it's garbage. Like the Street Fighter Cross Tekken stuff. When we talk about that, those outfits are freaking horrible. You know, the characters look so fugly. I mean, it's it just uh, they, they should just be unlockables. You beat the game on hard. Yeah, you I'm not paying for that stuff. You, you finished all of their their training missions. You oh, get that's, a new costume. That's, that's what the it way should it used be. to it be. be. Fucking money. no longer. Like Soul Calibur Five. Soul Calibur Five does that. You know, if you play an offline battle, you just basically play the game, period. You know, you level up your characters, and then you're able to just unlock different uh, classes and, and outfit types and everything. You know, that's great. But to basically just go out there and say, oh, well, you can't get this class and that class. No, that's going to cost money and stuff. It's just microtransactions suck. Well, if you can do it, because a lot of people don't ever beat any games. So if you could do it where it's DLC if you want to pay for it or you can unlock it by beating the game on hard, I would be fine with that, you know. Yeah. That so would be okay. Pretty, so that's pretty much it and stuff, you know, but um when the, as the time goes on and like I said, I'm I'm pretty much convinced now that I'm probably going to end up picking up the uh PS Vita at some point and I'll, I'll definitely be rolling out some of those launch titles. I'll sell you mine. I'm sick of it. All right, there you go. <laughs> Never. 
Okay, uh, Mizzo, you're going to slip away. Uh, you have to yeah, go look up the uh, correct keep... pronunciation of palette. So it's uh, going to take you Whatever. a while. And, we're, and we're guide him. That's cool. We need hate mail. That's what, we need an, an email address so we, people can just Actually, write we have some uh, messages I'm probably going to play at the end of the show, but you're going nice. to miss it. Well, I'll, I'll hear it as a newbie on Wednesday, and I'll be really excited about it. All right. Thanks for uh, talking over everyone this week. Thank you. Yup. And uh, Chris uh, Bond, thank you as well. We're gonna, we got a couple of more orders of business to take care of, but you two guys, uh, thank you. All right, no problem. Show him the door. Yeah, there. he's just kicking us out with producer cat. He'll show us the door. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have some party right, gifts for you guys. guys. See you later. All right. All right, Eric. Now that uh, you found out, nobody wants to hear what you have to say. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now that everybody's <laughs> left the room. Um, now that everyone's gone, Eric is going to launch into another Dark no, Souls. No, no, no Dark Souls this week. Actually, my playtime has been somewhat abbreviated this week because I've had a couple massive writing projects that have taken about ninety-five percent of my time. But uh, oh, have you started doing effect? What was that? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> He's writing a fact. You're writing a Dark Souls No, I'm fact? definitely not writing a fact or FAQ or anything like that. But um, yesterday I did play a, a fair amount. Um, still uh, keeping it to Mass Effect, keeping up with that, still enjoying that. Um, yeah, Good I man. got to slaughter my first colony at this point on the first Mass Effect one. That was a lot of fun. Got to shoot uh, cold cock... Um, uh, shoot someone in the head. You got to shoot cold. You got or, to shoot what? <laughs> cold. Uh, I was trying to figure out the way. Just you know, just you know, flat out shoot someone in the head, renegade style. Who? Um, you yeah, marked them. Just uh, That's fine. Came right out and did that. That was pretty awesome. Um, you know, still, I you know, I sort of resolved myself that I was going to try to go the most direct route through the game and not go through all the little uh, side quests and check out all the planets and read up, read all the codex entries. And yeah, I've not been able to keep to that at all. I mean, I'll, I'll sort of resolve to go follow the quest, go to the next planet on the quest, and then, you know, the Lance Hendrickson character, whichever character is voiced by Lance Hendrickson, the guy who does the voice for Bishop in the Aliens movies, you know. Um, he'll call. He'll call up and say, "Hey, Shepard, we've got some important quest for you to do on some planet. Would you please check it out?" And you know, it's hard for me to say no. I just, I can't say no when people ask uh, me to do a quest. So uh, you know, I check out some other planet. I get sidetracked. So I don't know. You're a good man. But yeah, so it's, play that. Go through. Yeah. Check it out. Otherwise, it's like. I mean, you can just blow through it, but it's like go in. See yeah, the it's sites, great. It's it's like Star, it really is like Star Trek the RPG. Like. Um, I really feel it's like that. You know, every every little quest that you do is kind of, you bring your away team and you've got some kind of problem to take care of. Even though a lot of these problems do take place within like little dungeons that look identical to each other. In the end, I mean, it's... Everyone has the yeah, same Yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing, like, the way th- everything looks in the future. It's like... You know, they're, they're like instant houses, you just... You know, it's like Dragon Ball, where you just buy a pill and you throw the capsule on the ground and it explodes exactly. into a house. Like it's prefabricated houses. I'm sure there's going to be a codex entry on how, in the future, everyone buys their prefabricated <laughs> houses in the same place. And they just sort of open them up. And, yeah, that's that's how it works out. But I'm um, still having fun with it. The combat's becoming... I'm noticing that as I level up, um, level ups are pretty frequent and... While I was having a little bit of trouble with it, like getting a hang of the content, the uh, combat early in the game, I seem to be like, 
it's it's becoming gradually easier as my as my characters get more skills. I'm just able to steamroll a lot of people pretty quickly, especially with the team that I pick most of the time, um, which which is good um, because the the interface is so cumbersome. But um, you know, uh, it, it's still enjoyable and looking forward to the sequels very much. Um, so anyway, in addition to that, I also played a couple portable games. Um, I managed to pick up, Mizzo was talking a lot about Valkyrie Profile. Unfortunately, he was gone now, so, you know. Sad you know, Christmas. Yeah, it's too bad. But I, I did pick up Valkyrie Profile uh, Covenant of the Plume for, three, for not 3DS, for, for the DS for $8.99 uh, used. So that was a pretty good deal, and I picked it up. And it's, I'm really liking it so far. I saw some a lot of mixed reviews of it when it came out but um it's it's basically a side story you know you play as this completely unrelated character whose father was um taken away by Valkyrie so he's decided to like resolve this you know this to embark on this quest of bloody revenge <laughs> against Valkyrie for taking taking his father away from him so and in the in the course of doing that, he makes a pact with the Lord, the the goddess of the underworld, and uh, you know receives all these dark powers from him. Um, and it's kind of interesting, like basically. But I mean, that sort of gets into the, the lore. I don't know how much you guys are into that, but um, it's it's an SRPG where the combat is just like the original Valkyrie Profile. Um, you assign the characters to different buttons. You hit the buttons and you work out combos, and um, and if you kill them especially brutally, using the... It, in like the original game, there was overkill. If you hit somebody too many times, it was kind of your signal to stop trying to kill them. But in this game, it actually gives you benefits, which is kind of a neat mechanic. Um, the way that the combat and the, um, the strategy RPG parts come together, it's kind of like... It's, it's kind of like um, the Devil Survivor um, overclocked. Well, you know... I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember the the the, the surname for the, the Shin Megami Tensei Devil. I think it's Devil Survivor. I think that's what it is on the DS. That sounds right. Yeah, but it it works out kind of the same way in the way it kind of blends like a, a grid based three force view, um, you know, strategizing with uh, like a, a more conventional Dragon Quest um, viewpoint. But I think it works a little bit better in um, in Covenant of the Plume because you get a little bit more bonuses when positioning your characters. Like, if you manage to flank someone, you get a little, like, 10% boost to attack. Visually, it looks, it looks just like... It's it's not that great. It looks as good as the original Valkyrie Profile game. So if you like that, I mean, the 2D portraits are good. There's some... You know, the but the, overall, the visuals are about as good as, like, 1999-2000-era PS1 games. Um, but one of the... I, I do appreciate that this game, much more than Silmaria, carries over a lot of the things that I like from the first Valkyrie profile. Like, even like the sprites, the um, you know the character arrangement, the, uh, the whole c- combo concepts are the same as the original Valkyrie profile. And a lot of the music is taken directly from the original Valkyrie profile as well. Even like the menu sounds and menu confirmation noises. So if you like if you like the original game that you enjoy hearing all those things then you'll definitely like it in Covenant of the Plume. So um 
you know, thumbs up for that so far. I, yeah. I remember it coming out. I just don't remember actually like playing it. I don't think it was, I think most people didn't think it was very good. I'm trying to remember because it's like I really loved the first Valkyrie profile, but then I never played any of the rest. I never played Somera. I never played the PSP remake. I never played um, the DS game. Yeah. It was just like, I, it was almost like I just didn't care about well, the series, basically. I was just like, man, I love this game. This is so amazing. I'm not going to fucking play like, anything else. A lot of the criticisms of it, I, I, I've been an interesting look back and see how many of those people who didn't like it actually played through the original Valkyrie profile or how much they played of it because. I think someone who really did play, who really enjoyed Valkyrie Profile is really going to enjoy this. I mean, the, it's not a super uh, complicated strategy RPG. I mean, uh, like the, but if you like the combat in Valkyrie Profile, I think you'd definitely like this. I mean, it's, it's very similar. Um, and I like the whole idea of, of, you know, using this destiny plume to sacrifice your character members to, Basically, give them a whole lot of power for one turn, and at the end of the battle, they die, and then you take their powers, which is kind of, which is kind of nice. Um, so far, again, so far, um, it's it's a nice different spin on the whole Valkyrie Profile um, series. And I, I remember other criticisms of it being like, um, you know, it doesn't really use the DS features that much, like doesn't use the touchscreen, all that kind of stuff. Which personally, I don't care about. I was talking earlier in the podcast, I like how, you know, people give me the option to use the cross pad rather than the touchscreen if I want to, you know, touch something on the on the touchscreen. So that I don't care about as much. Um, but I think it's solid so far. You know, we'll, we'll see how my opinion changes as I play through more of it. But Well, I hope next week you can tell us about all the new Vita and PS3 games you've been playing. Yes. Pick <laughs> because up those I'm going to remedy and... that right away. <laughs> you don't only have to get one of each now. You don't have to... Uh... Go for the three P. Well, just a, as a, I know all the PS, I think all the PSP people have left at this point, except for I think we have, still have Corey though. Yeah, what well, right? Uh huh. Yeah, no, like, like stuff on so stuff on PSN you can't download onto the Vita. Is that right? Like, um, like what about like PS One games? Can you download PS1 those on the Vita? PS One games do not work at all yet. They're supposed to be adding that functionality in later in a future firmware update. Like that'll be fixed. Because like. You can you can R Type Delta is available as a PS One classic, isn't it? Yes, or, it is, and that would be awesome to play. I would because I would but... love to have that. I haven't played that game. In, oh yeah, oh, in yeah. there's a lot years. of there's a lot of PS One classics that hopefully they get that added in soon. They bring that over. It'd be nice. Yeah, and that needs added. There's still a bunch of PSP games that don't work because that would definitely motivate me to get uh just like st- simple stupid things like that. I think would definitely get me to get it right away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, the more money they have, the faster these will be. Yeah. These issues will be solved. Yeah. All right. Um, I think that'll do it for this week. We lost literally, well, we lost two people out of six. That's why I got so quiet, so because Mizzou was gone. And nothing of value was lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that Mizzou sure can talk, huh? <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Nick sounds so sad. He's like, oh, Mizzou's gone. My friend has left. Well, I feel like Mizzo would have would have had more to say about Valkyrie Profile because I know he's. We been... would have been talking about well, not Parasite Eve, but something something about as good as Parasite Eve for the next twenty minutes. So. Hey, hey, I loved Parasite Eve when that Parasite came Eve out. Was fun. Don't I... don't fuck around. Yeah, that's good yeah, shit. We're talking about like Dino Crisis or something, whatever. He 
decided Whoa. to <laughs> Dino Crisis Three: Zombie Dinosaurs in Space that Shoot Lightning. Best premise for a game I mean, ever. I don't think we've spent enough time talking about Mass Effect this week, so maybe yeah, we should get on I know. that. We need to make up for that next week, I think. <laughs> yeah, we definitely will. I'm sure. All right, next week we'll be talking about uh, kind of the adventures of my femship, kind of continuing on this Vita thing and uh, comparing it to other launch other system launches throughout the years so that should actually should be pretty interesting i was looking at a list of of launch titles through the years and uh, there's actually going to be a lot to talk about and a lot of interesting stuff so i don't know who's going to be here next week but uh, we just talk about all, all I of our ships. <laughs> it'll be nick and like four yeah. ships. <laughs> in the meantime if you want to if you want to get uh if you want to continue talking to us you can find us at the next level or tnl forums we uh, are easy to find just put in the next level into your search engine or you can go directly to the hyphen nextlevel.com that's the and that little dash nextlevel.com and uh i had some uh i had some user um created content to play on this podcast but i think i'll just save it for the next one. Oh boy, oh boy. Um, we have a we have a phone number you can call. We've had this for like since episode three, but we barely ever mention it. It's uh one three one two um two three three two eight six five. It's three one two two three three two TNL. And you can leave us a message on there if you wanna if you wanna add to the show or if you wanna come on. I mean we had Bebop on three times. We yeah, seriously. We'll pretty much take anybody. Take yeah, next so off, this please. could be you everyone. <laughs> yeah. Actually, looking at the Skype um, panel here, everybody's got a little avatar except um, Corey. He's just got the silhouette of the generic silhouette of Wait, a head. Do, so do I have an he avatar? He is every man. It's true. He is every man. What's, what's can... my avatar? Yours is that. Um, oh, it's the same fucking one you've been using for oh, the last yeah. five no, years. I think he's been using that since Gamgo forums. Yeah, I've used it since then. So. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. But uh, yeah, yeah, please give us. Uh, Please give us a look over there, and uh, we'll, we'll be back next week with uh, with a with an. <laughs> You're so entertained by your own avatar. I love that character. <laughs> we'll be back next week with a tighter ship. Believe me, I'm going to get rid of some of these people. And uh, until then, we're going to. I almost said the balcony is closed. Until then, we're going to put her on pause. Thank you. Oh.